it's a friendly harassment uh, call. <laughs> is it, are you helping me purge? Yes, to pick your brain. I've come All to right. pick your brain. <laughs> and I heard that you're going to tell me about consistency and convenience. Is that still on the board? Is that what you want me to do? If you want to. <laughs> Whatever you would like to purge. Yeah, let's um let's revisit that. I'm I'm situating myself right now. I just got my okay. our stove two days ago. Died? Debbie Debbie was making some falafels or heating up some falafels or doing something in this in the oven mm. part. And we have an electric oven, electric stove, <clears throat> and it uh, the not the broiler element on top, but the the uh, bake element on the bottom somehow shorted out. Mm. And one of the uh, supports that holds up the element broke. Mm. Fun. And it and it dropped the base so it, it the mm-hmm. heating element was touching the, the metal yep. flooring uh, in the oven so did it blow up your whole oven it it looked like a welder's arc uh-huh it, it actually it was like a fuse that the element just started burning up mm-hmm. um from the point where it touched yeah and it was just glowing white all the way around the heating element oh, i wow. had to actually unplug the oven yeah um, but it is, it, it just, it burned it up uh, like a fuse. Yeah. We were watching TV later, you know, and I, and I looked at Debbie and said, what, do you smell something? I go in there and there's this bright white light <laughs> inside the oven. Still glowing, huh? Glowing. And I couldn't turn it off. Mm. Wow. And so I, I pulled the the uh, stove out and unplugged it. Yeah. And then yeah, the next morning, you know, I reach in there and this thing is laying on the the the, the bottom of the stove. Mm-hmm. You know, just burned. I mean, it, from the inside out, it was just burned. Not the oven. Uh-huh. The, that the heating coil. Did it did it kill the oven or can did you just get it? I don't that? think so. I haven't I haven't unplugged it back in yet. But I think if I just. Um, make sure it's cleaned up in there mm-hmm. uh there is now there's no there's no place for the energy to go oh um the but i mean it's as far as the oven yeah yeah i can't i can't i wouldn't turn that back on mm-hmm. but it was weird because i couldn't turn it off yeah yeah i don't know how circuitry works that way mm-hmm. um but i know i mean i couldn't turn it off i had to unplug it yeah to, to, to remove the energy source yeah yeah once that happens i know i've uh, have you heard of that before uh-huh i've actually it, I, I haven't had it to that degree <laughs> i have to say but i have had them burn out I and, thought something had fallen onto the element and it was just burning up right there on uh, that spot oh yeah but it it wasn't it was the coil itself was burnt was was burning wow yeah it was kind of scary that's wild and so did it did, are you going to be able to plug something else in or into it i think that if i yeah I, I might be able to take that whole thing out mm-hmm. and just replace it mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean it, it looks very it looks like a unit that can just be unscrewed mm-hmm. and pulled out yeah. and just replaced yeah yeah um wild. I, I, 
I'll do that. I mean, I can look at it. I, I mm-hmm. Debbie just asked me to get it usable so we can use it to, to burn the top. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, it has a glass top, and, and if we can just use it for heating stuff up on the top of the stove, we, oh, we so rarely use our oven. Uh-huh. You know, we have a little convection oven that mm-hmm. we use for everything. Yeah, um, yeah we but, do too. And we did when before we left Greeley. I didn't use the oven very often. No, it, there's no I reason just, to heat up all that. Yeah, it takes you know unless you're cooking something big, it takes up so much energy and space to heat that up. I think the last time she used it was Thanksgiving, and it was for that turkey. Well, mm-hmm. it was for everything else that was in her. But I think what happened was something fell on the element mm. and broke that one of those little support arms, you know, that that mm-hmm. hold it up off the off the uh, the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think today the reason I wanted to revisit convenience and consistency mm-hmm. is because the other night I was thinking about um the I mean and again this this could all be in my head mm-hmm. I mean Curtis R period Kallenbach the R period Curtis is the body, mm-hmm. um, Richard, uh, and shortened to the the the, the initial mm-hmm. R, and then because of the Harry S. Period Truman um, Library document that says the United States requires the period, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that again too. Mm-hmm. Um, what I started looking at is that R, that initial R, with the period. And the fact that the R or the Richard aspect, Curtis is my my physical being here. Richard was the piece that was cut off of me. Right. That was in the womb, or represents in the womb, or the direct the direct link to God. Right. Your origin. Mm-hmm. The, the the source origin. or the origin. So Curtis is me out here with mm-hmm. this body, this this biology out here. Mm-hmm. Richard was the biology that was cut off or removed or amputated from me um, at the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. So Curtis Richard will be all of me, all of my biology. Mm-hmm. Curtis Richard is all of my biology yeah. from fertilization yeah the period is required for lots of things and we'll get into that um, definition as well mm-hmm. so I started looking at the R period the initial period mm-hmm. as a grace period Wow yeah Wow so our period evidence is a grace period so Curtis has a grace period. And then we and we'll go into the the uh, maybe we can do that right away because I think th- to understand the concept of a grace period, I mean this only by the grace of God, mm-hmm. and and the whole idea is that if we lack that grace by definition, what is grace? What happens to us if we don't have that grace? Mm-hmm. Now the grace I'm talking about the actual time the biology. Um, that surrounded me. Mm-hmm. The physical aspect of it is is the the armor, or what would be known as the covenant, or the ark of the co- the the ark of the covenant, the boat, the vessel that I was inside of. That's how weird this is. The idea that a single letter R 
mm-hmm. period, represents that initial period or that time in the womb, and it would be the grace period where I was directly connected to the godly material. Mm-hmm. That's the grace period. Mm-hmm. What happens when they cut me off? There's no grace. From it. There wouldn't be a grace period. I, there wouldn't be any grace. There wouldn't be any grace, which is... I wouldn't have the grace of God anymore. Right. I would be considered maybe a heathen. Mm-hmm. An indigenous person on the land, a savage that, that is no longer connected to my my true origin. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting at is something as simple as looking at Curtis R. Period Kallenbach, the people that run this place by through symbols and things like that to me they know mm-hmm. what it could mean if i know it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if i know what curtis r period kallenbach means then i can use that that signal mm-hmm. that signal to them mm-hmm. that we're on the same side or or we're, we're all working together you're running up your flag I'm basically identifying me, my boat, or my knowledge of that material. That means I haven't forgotten it. If I haven't forgotten it, I haven't abandoned it. If I have an abandonment, I haven't I haven't forsaken it. it meaning that I'm still, it's still me, it's still mine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fall through the cracks. It doesn't belong in a trust to be administered by somebody other than me. Mm-hmm. Because it's all one. It's all one biology. Yeah. So I, I mean, from fertilization. Yeah. So I looked up grace period in, and it was actually it's actually in Merriam-Webster. It is. Uh huh. As a as a single term. Uh, yes. What does it say? I'm not. I'm not in the basement yet. I'm still. Believe it or not, I'm still sitting next to my Christmas tree. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love it. And we just had some snow yesterday, so oh, it, it's a really nice feeling oh, up here right now. That's but awesome. I, anyway. I would love to be. I'll. I'll will image being sitting next to you because I love doing that too. So, yeah, it's it, it's a really nice feeling. And but, to be yeah. able to sit and talk with someone or read a book next to a Christmas tree when it's snowing when it's snowed or snowing outside. Yep. Oh, got it. So I'm taking advantage of it right now, but eventually I'll have to yeah. get in the basement. So anyway, <laughs> grace period is a period of time beyond a due date during which a financial obligation may be met without penalty or cancellation. Read that again really slow. Okay. A period of time beyond a due date. Up, 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 right there. Mm-hmm. A period of time beyond a due date. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. Um, when they're talking about delivering a baby, mm-hmm. they they call it a due date. Yes, they do. When's your due date, mm-hmm. Mrs. Kallenbach? When's your due date? Everybody asks when your due date is. Now look at now. Read that again. A period yeah. of time. A period of time beyond a due date. Okay, beyond the due date. Mm-hmm. So let's just say the due date uh, in 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 my world. Mm-hmm. Um, that due date is the or the expected delivery is around September nineteenth um, in the year of nineteen sixty, according to the Gregorian calendar. Mm-hmm. That's the due date. Mm-hmm. I come out of the womb. 
they call they call that event in their realm now. They give some definition to it. They call it a uh, birth or being born. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the moment that is being placed in a record. Right, and it is it is the point beyond. Well, wait, wait, not yet. Okay, not yet. It isn't. Okay. Well, it's because beyond up the... to up, no up to that point mm-hmm. is all in the womb. Okay, okay, got it. So everything up to your arrival beyond the womb. Now you arrive. Mm-hmm. Baby comes out of uh, uh, the, the birth canal, and now baby arrives. Mm-hmm. Baby arrives. Now remember that they clamp and cut the cord. Yes. The rest of baby's baggage and effects have been left behind. Mm-hmm. They haven't arrived now at the same point as baby. Mm-hmm. So now read this. Read that line again. A period of time beyond a due date. Beyond a due date. If baby comes out at this point, right now, this point right here, mm-hmm. and if they were, if they wrote it down, if they wrote down that moment that baby came out, mm-hmm. they cut the cord though. Yes. And and there's another point beyond the moment baby came out. Yes. Yes. There's okay. another point now that is no. It's it's not the same moment in time. Mm-hmm. Because once they separate baby from his baggage and effects, once they separate baby from the umbilical cord and extra embryonic material, mm-hmm. that material arrives beyond the point of its owner. Yes. Separately. Yes. Now read it again. A period of time beyond <laughs> a due date. <laughs> a period of time beyond a due date. And yes. And I have to say that they could have said. They could have said it without using the word period in there and still had the possibility of the same meaning. So I think it's speaking of the period being so significant, the initial period, um, and the, the name that we're speaking of today. I and when we, when we get into the definition of period, it will be speaking about a frame of reference, a yes. period of time. Mm-hmm. And of course, that could be the Jurassic period. Mm-hmm. That could, I mean, it, it, it's a segment that is not this. Mm-hmm. A period of time that is dis, uh, distinguished from this. Mm-hmm. Again, beyond a due date. Mm-hmm. Now look at that. If you're looking back from the moment baby comes out of the womb, there's mm-hmm. still something beyond baby that has yet to be delivered. Yes. Beyond baby. Mm-hmm. But that material that comes out after baby, a.k.a. the afterbirth, mm-hmm. what material is that? What does that material actually represent? Your origin. The origin. Mm-hmm. So now think about the extra embryonic material that covered you in the womb. The link to that material is the umbilical cord itself. Mm-hmm. But the material that surrounded you in the womb is, even though it's the same biologically as the baby, it's the oldest position of that biology. Yes. 
It's the oldest. Mm -hmm. It's like taking an acorn and planting it in the ground. Mm -hmm. Then the acorn, after 75 years, is, is not an acorn, it's an oak tree. Yes. But within the oak tree, the oak tree is evidence of the existence of the acorn. Yes. Because it does. It does exist. Yes. And the oak doesn't exist without the acorn. Right. The acorn is the zygote. Yes. And from the zygote comes the baby, the oak. Yes. Um, so when they cut the baby off from the, the original material, the seed, so to speak, or the acorn or the zygotic material, the, concept, the conceptus mm -hmm. material, mm -hmm. the extra embryonic material, when they do that, that material represents the grace of God. Mm -hmm. That's the grace period. Everything left behind evidences a direct link to God, which is God's grace. Yes. But they cut you off from it. Yes. So, and, so grace in Merriam-Webster's is, um, 1A is unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctifica sanctification. B, a virtue coming from God. Directly. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, baby umbilical extra embryonic. Mm -hmm. As one bio biological estate, the baby and the umbilical are one. They're the mm -hmm. same biology. The umbilical and the extra embryonic are one. It's all one unit. And it's all of God. Mm -hmm. All of the same moment of creation, fertilization. So there's a whole bunch of references to grace in the Bible. Wait a minute. Okay. I, don't, I don't want you to go yet. Okay. Because uh, I'm enjoying being upstairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I can send you this. You don't have to go downstairs. No, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just listening, and I want you to say the same with the, the first definition again. Okay. Regeneration. Say, read that one. Um, of of grace period. Yeah. Okay. No, you just uh, grace. I don't know what you oh, just grace. read. Oh, grace. Uh, grace. Okay. Um. Um. Unmerited divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration or sanctification. There it is right there. Regeneration. Mm -hmm. The whole evolutionary process from zygote to a mature being. Mm -hmm. the, the regeneration is the offspring. Mm -hmm. And think about oh, that. I mean, okay. from, the, from the acorn to the oak or from the zygote to the man. Mm-hmm. That's the regeneration. Yes. There is no middleman. There is nobody between you and God. No. It's to, and, and if you want to use the word divinity or divine because it's related or, or considered of God mm -hmm. or of creation, that's okay. It doesn't matter to me. They're just words. So What I'm, I'm getting at is that, that all of the time in the womb evidences that direct link to creation. That is the grace. Yes. It's evidencing the grace or the direct connection or the direct link, the direct communication. The, 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 the word they would use would be um, communion. Yes. That's the word communion is your link or direct connection uh, to, to the Father. Yeah, well, it has the word union in it. So I had to look up sanct sanctification. Because I wasn't sure if I could grab. Anyway, it goes to sanctify. 
which is the second definition. Um, well, the first definition is set apart to a sacred purpose or religious use. But up, 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 up. Don't go any further. Okay. See, these things are so obvious to me when you say <laughs> I don't, and, and I'm not even looking at it. Yeah, I know you are. In, in the, in the uh, Sedeke Vi Act of 1666, mm-hmm. the, the King, uh, King Henry VIII was the one that created tr- a trust that was holding a very specific piece of property. Yes. And they called it a small religious estate. Yes. And that small religious estate is is the material that evidences your link to God. Yes. The estate is the biology that they cut off. Mm-hmm. So the afterbirth... The remaining material, af- I mean, not baby, where baby came from, or wh- the, the material baby was ensconced in or wrapped within. Yes. The the afterbirth, the placental material, the membranes of the afterbirth. Yes. That's the small religious estate that is being used as the res, the object um, or the thing on deposit, creating or giving rise to the Sedicate V Trust. Yes. That's a small religious estate. Now go back and say what you just said again, because you can relate the small religious estate or that cut material as this... By this definition, to, say it again. To set apart to a sacred purpose or religious use. There it is right there. So that material that's placed on deposit evidences separately, because they cut, they separated church and state. Yep. That church material, that material has been set apart, specifically mm-hmm. evidencing your godly origin. Yes. So when, when baby is cut off from it, and out here as an indigenous heathen savage on the land that needs to be converted to Christianity. Mm-hmm. They have the material that will convert that heathen because that material evidences re- uh, uh, creation. So now they can take this heathen plus that material that was cut off, that small religious estate that evidences your godly origin, and they can make you whole through that conversion or that reconnection and of course the reconnection also known as the record to record you to that reconnect you to that the record that record is to be administrated by administrators and that those administrators happen to be the bar association so the hyperlink that's at the end of that definition is consecrate So the first definition is dedicated to a sacred purpose. But the verb is to induct, uh, parentheses, a person into a permanent office with a religious right. And in 1933, um, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, in his first inaugural address, he said, Today is a day of national consecration. He created a consecrated nation, mm-hmm. which is the small religious estates that were cut off via the umbilical cord. Yes. That's, it's all the same. Yes. I know people get tired of listening to this crap. I don't. 
I don't either I'm, because it's too obvious. It's fun because I'm sitting here in a chair. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't have any books in front of me, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to you. We can't even hardly get into the definitions. <laughs> We don't even get into the depth of the definitions because we can't get far. I mean, the words are so obvious to me. Mm-hmm. I love it. it. This is perfect. I'm glad you're not in front of your computer. I, I don't even want to go down in the basement. I'm, I'm looking right at my Christmas tree right now, and it's snowing out, and I'm thinking, why the hell no. would I go six feet under? Well, right, and you don't need to be, <laughs> you don't need to be six feet under. You've, all I can do, I can just... I'll throw things at you, and you're gonna you're gonna make it. I this is so perfect because it's it's such it rep, it shows how clear it is to you, and just coming from me saying, "Oh, I see this," and then you go, "Okay, look deeper, Linda. Look deeper." <laughs> it's great. It's perfect. So. I just want to tell everybody too that I'm, I, I, you know, that everybody worries about you. Like, man, Kurt really gets after you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I come back every week, and I come uh, back with great joy. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that, and it's really fun for me too. Yeah. What's funny is I was on uh, Crow Triple Seven yesterday. We did a recording, mm-hmm. and and Crow, um, he still he still has his. I think, it, and, and, and no disrespect, I love actually being on there with them guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Crow's tagline, I think, is "Belief is the enemy of truth." Mm-hmm. I think something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, what he doesn't know is that the ideas that he's still adhering to, you know, and when he says that. You know, the fiction, the fictional realm can exist simultaneously with reality. Not. That's not not a true statement. Mm -mm. And the reason I say that is because the fiction that was created um, that is beyond reality, more than reality, has it's an idea that has to be believed. So the fiction, in order to have weight legal weight or otherwise, in order for the fiction to have effect, you have to believe the fiction is valuable. And by that belief, you are taking your energy, your thought energy, and filling that belief with your energy, and you're no longer in the present moment. There it is. And that's what I'm getting at. I tried to get that across to him yesterday, and and so it's funny because I... You know, I I struggle. I was very relaxed yesterday, with the exception of a few moments where I wouldn't let him get away with mm-hmm. this idea that the fiction and the living man can exist simultaneously when that's an impossibility. Because if you choose the fictional character, the, the think about it. If I was in a in a play up on a stage, I'm sitting here as me. Me, the mm-hmm. flesh and blood me, um, regardless of name, but mm-hmm. you can call me Kurt or Curtis. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here, me as Curtis, but the moment I go up on the stage to play a different character, or the role of a different character, I'm not Curtis anymore. Mm-hmm. The moment I put the clothing of that fictional character on and go up there and use his words, mm-hmm. I'm not speaking for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Curtis disappears. Uh, once he puts the cloak, the cloak um, of the other character on. Yes. 
And that's why literary property, the definition of literary property is so important because they, they even say that the literary property includes the corporeal body yeah. underneath. And so you got to take those clothes off. You got to, you, in order for me to come back um, and no longer be viewed as on the world stage or as a character in that story, I have to take those clothes off. I, that's the fiction. I have to take that fiction off in order for me to to be here. Yes, in I, the present. Yeah, and I just want to point out that when we go to a play to watch, the ones that we love are the actors who completely immerse themselves in the character and they become the character and they're believable that way and sometimes when those actors leave the stage even though they take off the clothes of that character it takes them time to get back to their living breathing who they are because they've immersed themselves so completely in the character and that's what exactly what you're talking about if we immerse ourselves in the character then where where is the i where am i and that's and that's where a lot of the 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 new agers or whatever that what they would call ego and the problem with the the idea of the ego to me, is there is no problem. Mm-mm. When you recognize that the birth certificated character um, evidences an ego, that's me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that me wants things. Mm-hmm. But you believe that you are that character, which that is the ego. The reality is, is that isn't me. Mm-hmm. It isn't me. The ego. The ego isn't me, but but the ego is not. It's, it's not dangerous uh-uh. unless you believe it is you. Uh, yeah, that's what's so weird about it because the ego is a very it's, it's a very good protective device. Yes, it's a useful tool. Mm-hmm. If 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 you don't let it take you over, mm-hmm. and you believe that you are that person or are that character, right? And look, fun- look at what right. happens to actors who become. They get so immersed in uh, a role, and then they, and then because they're so good at it, they're given more roles of the same genre, and pretty soon they lose themselves. And you know, there's they kill. You know, some of them have killed themselves and done crazy things because they're. And if you notice more and more, uh, these actors are becoming what's known as typecast. Yeah. To where they're playing the same character basically over and over and Mm -hmm. over because they're good at it, but. Another thing about that idea, and, and this this is kind of important. The other night, I mean, here I am, 62 plus years old, and I get tired of being boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 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 not milk toast. In fact, I'm I'm the opposite. But when I, because of all of the tattoo people, because of all of the 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 piercings, because of all of the stuff out there where people are trying to they're trying to find themselves mm-hmm. through these 
I'll call them expressions, Mm -hmm. self-expressions, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. I mean, body art or any of that. What I'm getting at is that even I, I remember in the 1980s, I had a style. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would consider it a style today, (laughs) but I had a look. Mm -hmm. And when I went to the bars, Mm -hmm. I would would go out of the house as that character. Mm -hmm. And I was basically playing that cool you know mm-hmm. that style mm-hmm. that was me that was the character i'd show up at the bars and that's the guy that showed up at the bar mm-hmm. it was a character mm-hmm. it was a role that i played or that i believed in it was the ego yeah and looking back at it you know i mean it's 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 somewhat protect protective it it expresses an attitude Mm-hmm. It, it allows you to be something else mm-hmm. that that you may not be at your core. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so the other day I was sitting here thinking I like really nice clothes. Mm-hmm. I like nice shoes. I like nice watches. I like all of these things that um, are are quality. Mm-hmm. I, and and I even bought some hats that are interesting. I don't know if they're called fedoras or whatever. But and 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 I was starting to think it'd be nice to go out of the house again as having a style. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that is me mm-hmm. because I'm I'm really tired of of being you know nondescript. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've become. Over the years, I've been so put off by all this ridiculousness out there, which is nothing but character, mm-hmm. where I didn't want to be, I didn't want to become one of those characters mm-hmm. or those caricatures. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think we are today as caricatures. Yeah. But I did, I, so I was moving the other direction, trying to stop myself from being, having that being persona. A, being a caricature being a character Mm -hmm. um because i mean you you can see these people that they they have a certain style a certain swag or a certain this certain that Mm -hmm. and and that's who they think they are Mm -hmm. and i and and i didn't want to do that Mm -hmm. but i really like wearing certain things and 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 the problem is it 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 kind of is who you are Mm mm-hmm I mean, when you start to express yourself that way, um, it, you know, a haircut or a hairstyle, not because somebody else has it, because that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And and I really, I mean, at 62 plus years old, I'm starting to think it'd be nice to be me again mm-hmm. instead of me um, hiding mm-hmm. or not expressing mm-hmm. the, my, my being or my essence. Yeah, I totally hear you. I mean, I'm, and that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, when I say I'm boring... That's what it feels like. Oh, I totally it feels like I'm boring, even to me I, at this point. I bo- I agree completely, and I never fully let myself have a style because I was already in resistance to it. And right. and part of it was being a female and being at the core very sensual. I it was it was uncomfortable for me to be me because I didn't know how to respond to the responses. Right. And yeah, I no, that's even be, worse. Yeah. And I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be labeled or put in positions that 
were not what I was saying by being me. And so I didn't have enough of a core to be able to do that. And um, so I totally hear what you're saying because I too love, I, you know, like when I was a little girl, um, uh, there was a neighbor who had more money and they would give, a, give clothes. And one of them that I got was this black velvet dress. And, oh, I just loved the feel of that black velvet dress. And it wasn't until I was in my, I think I was in my late 20s or early 30s, I'm going around in a secondhand store, and I, I feel fabric I don't more than, you know, I may look at it and say, oh, that's pretty, but it has to feel, right? Right, right. And I'm walking around, and there's this black velvet skirt, and I feel it, and I go, oh, my God, that's my velvet. It was silk velvet. And that was the velvet that I got as a little girl was silk velvet. And there's no other feel in, in velvet like silk velvet. And so it's not only got to be beautiful and flowing. And I studied with this woman, I can't think of her name, in, uh, she was a, a designer in the 20s and 30s who she could drape fabric on women. She made some of the most beautiful sensual but very dignified clothes that you've ever seen she was a french woman and and that's that silk is that silk velvet there's nothing that you know comfort that brings just wearing it is a sensual experience you know just because it's so flowing and I, and it has so it has to be beautiful but it has to be comfortable for me you know that's me <laughs> Well, and I think, and and whoever listens to this in the future of this call is, I think what people need to know is what we're talking about is who we are Mm -hmm. at core. Mm -hmm. And if you're wearing something that makes sense to your core, Mm -hmm. then you'll wear it well. Mm -hmm. It'll be, you won't look uncomfortable in that style. Mm -hmm. You will actually be that style Mm -hmm. and it'll look natural to you to be wearing those clothes Mm -hmm. or or, or, you know whatever it is that you're expressing um, outwardly Mm -hmm. but uh, I I think too many people get lost in the character Mm -hmm. even today you know to to be cool to to express this thing it it, it really if it isn't you um doesn't work well, and i think i think you know, the key is is it coming you may observe all of these different ways and styles but are you putting on one for outward validation or are you is it coming from inside because it's it's what feels in alignment with you that was beautiful in other words to express your very essence of being mm-hmm. is one thing, but if you're doing something for validation, mm-hmm. then it's not you. No. If you're trying to uh, become uh, accepted by others, and so you're doing things that you normally wouldn't do yep. or wouldn't wear um to be accepted by others in fact what's really funny is again the idea of the birth certificated person Mm -hmm. 
to bring it back around, the birth certificated person is a religious device. Mm-hmm. It it evidences some um, a, a consecrated at this point um, piece of biology, mm-hmm. and that as long as it's in play, separate from you, it is. We'll call it that small religious estate that is subject to the Sedicate by. 1666 Act. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is troublesome. Mm-hmm. But it is a character. It is a, I think the word would be vestment, mm-hmm. a religious vestment mm-hmm. um, that you wear uh, when you find yourself in need of it. Mm-hmm. I like to think of it more so now as a prosthetic. Mm-hmm. They cut that off of me. They cut that that biological, that 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 direct link to God, they cut it off of me. And and I have evidence of that cut or the existence of that material with my belly button. Mm-hmm. They cut off that organ. Mm-hmm. They amputated it at the port of entry to the world beyond the womb. Yes. And then they gave a piece of paper representation of that material and they call it a birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Now, that certificate is a representation of the actual biology. Mm-hmm. So the biology, th- I, I think of that material as like my arm. Mm-hmm. If they amputated my arm, but then they gave me a prosthetic to replace the biology, mm-hmm. I would still have what they would call an arm, but it'd be a prosthetic arm. Right. The reality is, is I already had the arm. The arm was me biologically, part of the entirety of my biological estate. What they did is they cut a piece of my biological estate off. They amputated a piece of my biological estate that evidences my direct link to God. And they gave me a piece of paper as a prosthetic Mm -hmm. to replace that material. Mm -hmm. But it evidences my link to God. So the paper now evidences my link to God, and they control that character. Mm -hmm. So the only way I can get back to my true origin is to use their clothing, their vestment, their their character. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to have permission to do that. Yes. And that's where... we're having a problem because I didn't need their character because the material their character represents is already my property, my private property. Yes. And there's a song by The Who um, that came out, I think it was in the 80s, and it's called Eminence Front. Eminence Front is a put-on. Oh, that's the lyric, actually. Eminence Front, it's a put-on, and that put-on is the 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 ecclesiastical garment or vestment that the birth certificated character represents. Mm -hmm. So when you go into their ecclesia, their their forum, you have to be wearing that garment Mm -hmm. to be accepted. Mm -hmm. If you're not wearing it, you're not party Mm -hmm. to that situation. What I'm trying to say is that they committed a crime through a violent act of cutting the cord and which gave rise to that piece of paper and that's not 
a lawful event. Mm-hmm. What is what is what is that? Um, ex injuria, just non orator. Mm-hmm. A, a violent act cannot give rise to a rule or or a law. Mm-hmm. It can't. Mm-mm. But that's a character. And that's what I'm getting at: is to clothe yourself in that character. Mm-hmm. Um, it become that's the character on the world stage, on the world's ecumenical stage. Mm-hmm. That's the character that is required for you to move around freely. Yes. So would you say, so um, one of the definitions of grace is a temporary exemption, a reprieve. Would you say that by the cutting of the cord that they've cut, they've cut you off from your divine grace and give and then they get to bestow grace upon you there it is they get to give you absolution mm-hmm. they, they even call it that they make you whole again but they're saying that they have the power to do that right and the definition of reprieve one of them is to give re- relief or de- deliverance for a time Okay, and and by definition, the medical definition of delivery is a fetus and its membranes. Did they deliver those membranes as one unit with the baby? No. They cut you off so the delivery never occurred. Mm -mm. It's incomplete. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to be made whole, they're giving you through their paper character they're giving you the rest residue and remainder of your estate but it's th- it's a decedent estate at this point mm-hmm. so one of the interesting things that I look at so many of these words um, the word that that seems to be in here a lot is suited suitable S-U-I-T? Mm-hmm. Suit, like you're putting on a tailored suit? Yes. Yeah, suitable. Yes, all over the place. I mean, it's all through convenience. Uh, it's just, uh, it's amazing how many places it is. And so, uh, it's interesting because, like, one of the definitions of convenience is a suitable or convenient time. Um, but there's also freedom from discomfort, ease. And what are the, I mean, one of the buzzwords out there right now is, you know, well, we want to we make it easy for everyone. We want to have everyone have access to ease. <laughs> you mean, um, as opposed to dis-ease, mm-hmm. disease. Mm-hmm. But they're, again, going to give it to you. They're going to give you the ease. <laughs> okay, but look at this. Dis-ease, if I was diseased or diseased, mm-hmm. they would offer me um, a remedy. Mm-hmm. So, But again, you, in order for the remedy to be a valid offer, the remedy is needed. You'd have to be sick. I mean, why would I take any, um, the word would be prescription. Mm -hmm. Why would I go to a doctor and get a prescript 
production, mm-hmm. something written, a script, a script. In mm-hmm. fact, I was a drug rep for a number of years, and that they we called it writing scripts. Mm-hmm. Why would I go to a doctor if I wasn't sick? Mm-hmm. If I'm not sick, I don't go to a doctor. If I don't go to a doctor, I'm not looking for a script or a prescription. Right. That means that if I'm not diseased, if I'm not defective, if I'm not defective, I don't need that prosthetic. If I'm not diseased, I don't need that prescription. Correct. They that are whole need not a physician, Luke 531. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they created the problem by cutting the cord, creating a diseased position, a defective position. And then they offer, be it Admiralty offering the boat that saves you, actually your boat, the Ark of the Covenant itself, the extra embryonic material, which has now been left behind derelict, they salvage it. So mm-hmm. there's your salvage operation through Admiralty on one side, or the church, I should say, offers salvation to the heathen mm-hmm. through um, converting that heathen mm-hmm. to uh Uh, uh, they'll call it Christianity. But by giving you back your godly origin, you are no longer looked at as a heathen. Mm -hmm. Now remember that indigenous persons don't have rights according to the Christians. Savages don't have rights. Certainly not the Bill of Rights. Mm -mm. And that's what's so funny about all this, is that they're pretending they're doing something for you through... Uh, administering, they call it administering, Mm -hmm. administrative process. And what are they actually doing? Mm -hmm. Again, we're going to get to convenience and consistency, but the reality is is in the Civil War itself, here, I should say, or or in what they call the, on the American soils or whatever, the Civil War split the North and the South, the North being the head, the South being the body or the labor. They split the North and the South. And at the end of that so-called war, but of course the definition for war is what? Um, fighting over a particular end, mm-hmm. which is the cut end. Mm-hmm. The point I'm getting at is that the what came out of the so-called Civil War were the Reconstruction Acts. Yep. Reconstruction, like reconstructive surgery. Mm-hmm. They're going to put Humpty hyphen Dumpty back together again mm-hmm. through their administrative process. Mm-hmm. And now you're whole again. Until you break yourself by claiming a birthday again, and that now you need to be administered to again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's never ending. Mm-mm. It's never ending. Nope. It's infinity. Mm-hmm. If you stay in the game. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know break, how fix, people... Break, fix, break, fix, break, fix. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. <clears throat> so, and so I just want to say two things right here is all that is gone when I know that my origin is fertilization. And in addition to that, there was... Um, the Latin phrase you gave earlier, which I can't say right now, and um, and also that nothing, everything that's based on fraud uh, disappears, and it's also a violent act. All of those things that all of those, Fictio seated veritati. Um, 
Just Order. What's that one? I can never say it whole in from my head. Oh, X Injuria? Uh-huh. X Injuria Just Orator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That all of these things are uh, maxims to, mm-hmm. you know, bring order. Mm-hmm. Bring order to the chaos of the cut. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't think people understand that cutting the umbilical cord and giving a birthday 280 days after creation is it, it's chaos. Yes. And so they're bringing order. They're putting back in order. Putting they're they're reassembling in order. Um, fertilization to the present moment, mm-hmm. and they're charging you for it. Mm-hmm. Do you accept the charges? Mm-hmm. For what? The reconstructive surgery we're performing on you. Mm-hmm. We're 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 putting a prosthetic. You're, we're using that prosthetic character that we created. The birth certificate, first, middle, last, the full name. Exactly. I'm feeding the cats. <laughs> if I can find them. Huh. It's really pretty out here today. Mm-hmm. I love when the snow falls. Yeah. It's I, been I, so great here because we've only had two days that we've actually had wind that is like annoying. <laughs> Which oh, is, really? Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, big flakes, snow falling down, silence, you know, uh, that it's just been. That's kind of what we have right now. All right. I'm walking around. It's it's silent because of the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's cars and things like that, but it's it's nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll wait until they, I see them again. I'm not going to stand out here and hold their food. I hate being the servant to the cats. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. I really hate it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 no offense to the cats, but I am above them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt, no, you're not. But they consider you a service provider. <laughs> well, that's what I've become. I've become a service provider. Exactly. Yeah, Becky always says that, and I think she's seen it online too, that a dog will be your companion and love you and be loyal, but for a cat, you're just a service provider. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, All right. Well. So, we'll go back. Grace period. Uh, yeah, we uh, got to we got to get through the grace period because we're going to really, really um, focus on the idea of uh, you know, in my case, Curtis R. Period Kallenbach being a signal mm-hmm. to those that know what it means when you use that organizational title mm-hmm. and, and to be clear about that somebody says is i mean even on crow yesterday when when he asked me my about my name i said well realistically i i can't use my name out there because it's too confusing mm-hmm. you know they've they've created a, a situation where it's easy to confuse me um my property, my biology, with that of the public property. Mm-hmm. You know, the the public domain. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm just. And there's a thousand million different trips and track traps when when you aren't able to anchor yourself in the truth. 
to distinguish myself mm-hmm. from um, their public mm-hmm. office. Yes. Again, Curtis R. Period Kallenbach is an organizational title. Yes. But it does identify all of my position mm-hmm. from fertilization to this moment. It does identify my link to the my, my dad's name. It does identify both the uh, all the time in the womb, mm-hmm. along with the body, my body, this body outside the womb, mm-hmm. and it does it through letters or characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the letters of Curtis, the letter, the initial uh, R of Richard, with the period being something very specific. I, I'm going to have to go down to the basement now here pretty quick, and then Kallenbach. I mean, think about Curtis R. Period. Um, but you could also look at the period as a dot. Of course, dot also could mean Department of Transportation, but dot also means dowry. Mm-hmm. But if you think of dot com, dot commerce or dot commercial, mm-hmm. now you have dot Kallenbach, mm-hmm. which is the trade name or commercial name. Mm-hmm. So Curtis R. Dot com. So if you look at Curtis R. Period, uh, or Curtis R. Period Kallenbach, you're looking at, realistically, a domain name. Mm-hmm. Curtis R. Dot Kallenbach is a domain. It's my dominion. Yes. yes. If you look at it that way. Yes. And, and so before I go downstairs and lose this beautiful site that I'm looking out at, um... Go to go to the definition of domain. In what Mary, does it say? In and then dominion. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll stay up here for two words: domain and dominion. Okay. Domain. Go to domain first. Domain in law, complete and absolute ownership of land. There it is. So the the dot Kallenbach is a domain name. Curtis R. Period Kallenbach is also Curtis R. Dot Kallenbach. Mm-hmm. It's a dominion or a domain. Mm-hmm. That's my domain. Yes. The second. And, and, and read that again. Complete and absolute ownership of land. Complete, meaning leaving nothing out. Mm-hmm. And absolute, meaning the only. And absolute, the first definition is free from imperfections. Perfect. And we've done calls where, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea that no body's perfect. Mm -hmm. um, Well, every body's perfect from fertilization. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're, mm-hmm. there's no no missing piece, but when they cut clamp and cut the cord and they send a, a a baby out as a body, that body since it's not whole is imperfect, mm-hmm. and that's the heathen. So that's the indigenous person now. That's the imperfect because the rest residue and remainder, the one that identifies your godly origin, has been cut off or removed from you. So, when you put those all together, that's perfection. Yes. B is absolute or relatively free from mixture. Pure. Okay. The period, the dot, also is a point of separation. Yes. It's a full stop. Mm-hmm. So Curtis R. stops at the period. There's a full stop. Mm-hmm. 
On the other side of the period is a commercial Kallenbach. Mm-hmm. The living Curtis R. and the commercial Kallenbach are not mixed. Nope. Are they? Nope. No. So C is outright unmitigated. This is still absolute. Outright. Go to outright by definition. Entire in entirety, completely. An entirety. Mm-hmm. And finally, go to entire or entirety. Uh oh. Okay, just a sec. I'm gonna go back. Uh, entirety. The state of being entire or complete. Some total. Whole. Whole. Right there. Mm-hmm. So we're always coming back to absolute means whole. Mm-hmm. And whole begins at fertilization. Yes. Okay, that, there it is right there. So perfect, nobody's perfect, might be a true statement, but everybody's perfect from fertilization onward. Mm-hmm. So they, when they cut the umbilical cord, they create a defect that needs to be remedied. Mm-hmm. And they offer, that's what they have. The Roman Curia or whoever is controlling this cut material is now offering absolution mm-hmm. by giving you back through a piece of paper or a character what has always and only been yours. Yes. So it's the second, but you, and, but you have to agree to it. You have to accept that. It's all, you know, all voluntary. <laughs> so, the, but the cut is not. The no. cut is a, is, a, is a violent act, and it's ultimately mayhem upon your body. Absolutely, it is mayhem. Yes. So, two of absolute, the definition is being governed by or characteristic of a ruler or authority, completely free from constitutional or other restraints. Mm-hmm. Is a measure. Measure. Mm-hmm. And when you understand that the rule of law, the rule is also known as a standard, but mm-hmm. that rule, that measure, is that cut. The rule that they, the measure they cut off of you, mm-hmm. the measure of a man, that measure, that rule, is the law. Mm-hmm. It's the. T-H-E. Yep. Go to the at Webster's. Tell me when you're there. Used as a function word to indicate that a, that a following noun or noun equivalent is definite or has been previously specific, specifically by context or by circumstance. Go down to where it says abbreviation or Theo. It's probably just one or two down. This one's really very. It's not like it used to be. The um... 
So, if you use, uh, okay, the adverb is than before, than otherwise. Um, preposition is per, but the combining, it says theo. Variance, theo, God. There it is. The is a variance of theos or theo, which is God. Mm-hmm. So the law is God's law. I tell you what, they've put a whole lot of garbage. It goes from A to M before you can get, and you have to go scroll way, 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 way down to the bottom to get to God. <laughs> yeah, they, it only used to be two, like two I know. degrees. Yeah, I know. They're trying to hide everything. I know. So, one more that I want to bring up in absolute um, is. 5A is independent of arbitrary standards of measurement. Okay, and there it is. When they cut that cord, they create an arbitrary standard. Yes. I call it the Procrustean cut. Yes. Procrustes, P-R-O-C-R-U-S-T-E-A-N, Procrustean or Procrustes, who was a mythological character that... When you got into his territory on his lands, you'd spend the night. But in order for you to spend the night, you had to sleep in his bed. And his bed was a certain size. And if you were too tall, he would cut it off. Anything that was over that measure. And if you were too short, he would stretch you to fit the bed. But either way, you died. Yep. So the Procrustean measure, Procrustean cut, where they're making everybody equal to fit that bed, that standard, it costs you your life. That equality, what they did is they created a world where everybody was equal, but only via defect. Equality is through disease. Everybody's equal because they're all diseased. They're all defective. I was, That's equality in their world. I was uh, I was reading uh, something yesterday about um, a school teacher who um, asked all of she asked the question about uh, what socialism was, and everybody, all the kids in the class, say, "Yeah, oh, I love socialism." And she goes, "Okay, well, we're going to do this class socialistic then." So when the next test you take. We're going to um, combine all the the grades, and everybody gets the same grade. So the first class, uh, the students who really studied got A's, and then there were those who didn't do anything. And so what happened was they combined all the scores, and, and the in the finish that everybody in the class got a B. And so the people who studied were like, "Well, that's not fair." And so then the next test, the people, the kids who had studied before said, eh, I'm not going to study. What's, I'm not going to re- get rewarded for it, so why should I study? So they all got an F. And by the end of the class, she couldn't even pass the class because everybody was failing. That's socialism. That's socialism. The lowest common denominator mm-hmm. ends up being uh, the best it's ever going to get. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at. Yep. I mean, look at look at this this place, just looking around, look at the stupidity. Mm-hmm. 
look at where nobody wants to perform because you got a, 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 a handout. Somebody's mm-hmm. always giving you something because, and you don't have to earn it. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. That's what socialism does to people. And mm-hmm. communism's even worse. There's mm-hmm. no incentive whatsoever when all your shit becomes part of the, the community fund, the common fund, which, by the way, is what the birth certificated person is. Exactly. You know, it's, it's a commonwealth mm-hmm. where everybody shares in everybody's stuff. I, I mean, we've, we've used their terms before, you know, a mm-hmm. rising tide floats all boats. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all communistic. That's, that's communi- you know, mm-hmm. community speak. I don't want to be equal or even considered equal to anybody. Well, one, it's because unique doesn't allow such a thing. Yeah, I mean, equal is ridiculous. (laughs) But I mean, if if my forty-six chromosomes are unlike any others, that's what I mean. Anywhere, ever before, or will be after, then that uniqueness eliminates me from the common. Absolutely. The only ones that want common are people that are lazy. I mean, seriously, if you look around and you look at the people that are arguing for common, mm-hmm. they're the ones that don't perform. They won't perform. They have no desire to do anything. They want to be the parasites upon the producers. Mm-hmm. That's the common. Well, And I am not part of the common man. You know... I mean, I love to learn, and I never lost that love of learning. But what I've noticed is those who are in academia. I remember my brother Donald, who worked in industrial industry. I mean, and he grew up in it. And he was in a class. He was trying to get a, uh, you know, one of those certificates, one another one of those pieces of paper, right? Um, to teach and no, to validate to validate. And so anyway, he was in this class, and the particular teacher really hadn't been out in the world, and he was telling something to the class that was completely wrong. And my brother tried to say, you know, I've worked in the industry. Uh, This isn't possible. You can't do this. And he pretty much got thrown out of the class. That's why they say those that can't teach. Teach. Exactly. Well, and those so, that can't teach. But the thing that those who teach learn is how to play the system. Right. And so then they know how to influence to perpetuate the system that gives them something that they haven't actually done anything. And they call that tenure. Yes. Yes. Now they, now they don't have to ever do anything more than they've already done. And they can't be fired because of tenure. So here's the chorus of that song that you said. Behind an eminent front, eminence front is a put on. It's an eminence front. It's an eminence front. It's put on. It's, um, yeah. And then it says, come join the party. Dress to kill. Won't won't you come and join the prior party? Dress to kill. Dress to kill. Dress to kill. And what that is is that that would be dress to kill. Dress to to sacrifice somebody. Mm-hmm. And that that would be the uh, the 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 aggregate calling out for the killing or the um, sacrificing of Jesus. Yep. And Jesus is the present. Yeah. 
And so that's that's what they got. Everybody agreeing that it's okay to sacrifice. And by the way, that's the eminent. I mean, you look up the word eminence, and you're going to see something. Okay. Well, I'm looking your, at it. Uh, well, your eminence. <laughs> uh, when I was uh, probably about 16. Uh, oops. Let's see if I can spell this. Um, when I was about 16, I wrote a poem about wanting to take off the mask and not knowing how. And uh, it was, and how everybody was wearing a mask. <laughs> and I didn't well, understand what I was saying at the time, but it's interesting to... Well, I think at 16 or whatever, mm-hmm. you start to look around and go, mm-hmm. you know, why Why don't I like these particular people? What, mm-hmm. what is it that they have that I don't? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they willing to do that I'm not willing to do? Um, you know, I'm not willing to sell myself short. And again, that term alone, to sell yourself short. Mm-hmm. Think about the cut. Did mm-hmm. you sell your story before it was finished? Mm-hmm. Have you sold your life story before your life was complete? Yeah. That's what they're getting you to do. They're getting uh, you to sell your story mm-hmm. before you've lived it. Yeah. That's why I don't. I will not agree um, because the past and the present are mutually exclusive realms. I have never been in the past. I cannot sell my story because it hasn't ended yet. It's mm-hmm. not over. Mm-hmm. My story can be sold after I'm dead. But what they did is they created a character, a decedent to state that allows you to to incrementally sell your story. Yeah. Short mm-hmm. of its entirety. Mm-hmm. I know these are hard concepts for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when you understand that it's all about the cutting of the umbilical. Mm-hmm. Once they cut the umbilical, they create a duality mm-hmm. that does not actually exist. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of fact because the cut occurs. Mm-hmm. But but reality the truth of the matter goes all the way back to fertilization and once you have knowledge of fertilization then everything they're doing is fraudulent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. everything everything that they're doing is fraud but if your party if you've agreed to those ideas then they're going to say that it is not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your belief, and you're 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 allowed to have your opinions or your beliefs, and that's how they're getting past um, a lot of the criminal activity. Come join the party, dress. Come to join the party. And by the way, I mean, look at even using the word party. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't understand that the birthday party is the communist party. Yes. That's, that's what the birthday party is. Yes. Oh it's a God. communist party. Yes. I'm making another French. The person, the first definition of party is a person or group taking one side of a question, dispute, or context. So the birthday party is a communist party, a communal, mm-hmm. a community party where everybody puts all their property through a set of KB trust. Um, into one place to be administrated over by those in charge, the administrators, the bar. Yep, a particular individual person. 
<laughs> it's just everywhere, isn't it? <laughs> it's everywhere. It's and that's everywhere. why it's so difficult for people to see it, because yeah. the fish doesn't know it's wet. Yep, exactly. The fish doesn't know it's wet. Yep. So eminence is a person of prominence or superiority for the first definition. Now, that being said, an eminence front is a put on. Um, it's like you're wearing something. Mm-hmm. If it's all, if you're whole, if you're already whole, from fertilization to to last expired breath then you don't need to put something on because you already are it. Mm -hmm. This is where people get confused, too, is that the concept of an income tax, income Mm -hmm. tax, Mm -hmm. something is coming in from some other location. Mm -hmm. Income, if it's already present, if it's already with you, is there income? Mm Mm-mm. If you are the one that is performing um, or, or, or offering the energy or in real time in the present, mm-hmm. if you're doing all of it, if you're the owner, then nothing is coming from somewhere else mm-hmm. in the present. Mm-hmm. You're all here, all present and accounted for from fertilization to last breath, all present and accounted for. Nothing is over there someplace else that has to come here. Because everything I am is here. So the income tax is for something that's coming in from somewhere else. It it implies more than one. It implies um, two positions. Two positions. And that's why 22 U.S.C. 288B is so important to understand Mm -hmm. that when an owner arrives in connection with his baggage and effects, there is no IRS Mm -hmm. and there is no duty to perform because when you're whole, W-H-O-L-E, nothing is coming in from anywhere else. Mm -hmm. It's all here in the present. So, to be in eminence is a natural elevation. A natural elevation? Mm-hmm. Okay. In my head, right off the bat, am I above the ground? Yes. Of course I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say I am above the ground, I am not part of the ground. Right. As long as I'm breathing and upright, so to speak, Mm -hmm. I am above the ground. Yes. And this is where it gets hard for people because extraterrestrial is above the ground. Yes. So when somebody speaks of an alien and they equate it to an extraterrestrial, alien and extraterrestrial are above the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, now look where that takes you. Hey, listen, I'm walking across my living room right now. Mm-hmm. I am not attached to the ground. Right. My feet are underground, but I am moving across the ground. Yes. I am above it. Mm-hmm. And it's almost natural. like a satellite and moving above the Earth's Earth surface. And it's natural. And it's natural because I'm alive. I'm living. Mm-hmm. It's of nature. It's as long as I'm breathing, I am above the ground. Mm-hmm. Six feet under, 
means I'm dead. Yep. And I'm not above the ground anymore. So C in eminence is an anatomical protrusion. protrusion. I'm sorry, an anatomical what? An anatomical, I'll see if I can say it, protuberance. Go to protuberance. An anatomical, we're talking about a piece of your biology, yes. protuberance. Mm-hmm. What, what's a protuberance? I'm a looking. I know. <laughs> I'm still above the ground. Yay, I'm glad you I haven't gone into the basement yet. Okay, so it keeps using, I'm going to go to protuberant because it just uses the same word. Thrusting out from a surrounding or adjacent surface, often as a rounded mass. Prominent. Is that the placenta? Mm-hmm. Prominent. Readily, um, it says standing out or projecting beyond a surface or line. Readily notab- noticeable, conspicuous. Widely and par- popularly known leading. Oh, sorry. Um, It kind of goes in a circle, but let me go back. Um, I was far away. Uh, Protuberant is thrusting out from a surrounding or adjacent surface, often a rounded mass. All right, look at it. If they allowed all of baby umbilical cord and extra embryonic to come out as one unit, Yep. There would be, you would see a protuberance Mm -hmm. because you would see the baby in one position, a a cord connecting the baby to this other thing, Mm -hmm. a protuberance. Mm -hmm. The extra embryonic material could be considered that protuberance. Mm Um, this is not even a stretch, Mm-mm. biologically. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, they can definitely be, be pretending that they're cutting something off that you don't need anymore, or they're cutting something off that has um, material that is not healthy for baby. I'm talking about the maternal part of the placenta because it's not baby. Um, but the reality is it's a trespass. Mm-hmm. What they've done by clamping and cutting the cord is a trespass. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, I know you don't divide words up much, but in the middle of protuberant or protuberance is tube, T-U-B-E. And... You know, isn't that what the uh, umbilical is, a tube? Absolutely. Did you go to protuberance at etymology? Uh, no, I haven't done that yet. I haven't even let's gotten... Try, let's try that, because I don't know how old that word is. Yeah, I haven't even gotten on etymology today. Ooh. I mean, it's been... I've been behind. I've been so in looking up words on the other one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm I, I'm going to have... I, I haven't fed the cats yet, so I'm, that's also one reason why I'm still stuck upstairs. Ah. Um, because if I don't feed them now, they're not going to mm. be fed for at least there's, an hour. There's consequence. I'm going to look up protuberant in etymology. Uh, it is 
It isn't giving a date. Protuberant, prominent beyond the surrounding surface. Okay, let's stop right there. When we are in the womb, okay? Yep. We're inside of a membrane, mm-hmm. which is known as the amniote. Yep. We're inside of a ball. Mm-hmm. And that's called the conceptus. When we, when the water breaks, when the membrane breaks, and baby now exits that conceptus, that, that, that singular position. Mm-hmm. It's still baby, connected by umbilical to the rest of that, but that stuff there that's remaining is a surface. Mm-hmm. It has a surface. It has an outside edge, a frontier edge, and that is still your biology. Mm-hmm. So you have a surface, a something covering you, but then when you come out of it, that cover, that surface is left behind. Mm-hmm. And you come out from under or from within that material. You're still connected to it, but that is the surface of your biology. Yes. Now read that again. So now we know that you have a surface, but you're being projected beyond the surface. Yes. Prominent beyond the surrounding surface. Beyond. Mm hmm. The surrounding surface. So when you come out of that material, you're prominent beyond that surface. Yes. And that's the baby. Yep. So it's from the 1570s, 1640s was that particular definition. And the Latin, it's the past participle of protuberare. And it says to swell bulge grow forth wow it almost seems like looking at a pregnant woman uh-huh it's from latin pro forward and tuber lump swelling it's that looks like a pregnant woman to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. yep and then of course when baby comes out still attached to the cord mm-hmm. then that swelling that what was once a swelling has a protuberance. Yes. An extension beyond the swelling now. Mm-hmm. Which is now the baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you can visualize these things, it's pretty easy. Yeah, absolutely. But if you're going to sit there and, and cling to all your patriot ideas of rights, you're never going to see it. Mm-mm. Well, that's why because I, all rights are associated with property. If you don't have property, you don't have rights. If you don't have a singular claim upon your biology, you don't have a singular set of rights upon your biology. If you're sharing your biology with the public, the public has a claim mm-hmm. upon your biology. Yep. You don't have rights to it anymore. You have shared rights upon your biology. Yep. That's why I read that definition about being, I can't remember which one it was, about um, it was uh, was it domain that you're above the well it said anyway you're not under the constitution <laughs> and I 
I can't remember it. Never mind. Let's go on. I can't get that back. The ideas that that are always being presented here mm-hmm. have to, you can't lose sight of the simplicity. Right. Life begins at fertilization. It ends with your last breath outside the womb. It's one life. Mm-hmm. But when they clamp and cut the cord, they create a duality that does not actually exist in nature. Yes. It's a false, it's a false, or I I like to call it altered native. Yes. They altered the native. Mm -hmm. Alternative. Mm -hmm. It's an alternative. Yes. But there is no alternative if there's only one path. Exactly. If there's only one path from fertilization to last breath, there is no alternative to life. Nope. When they clamp and cut the cord, they create a fictitious character that then we wear as an alternative. And then we disappear. Yep. So again, the simplicity is there's only one life. Yep. It begins at fertilization and it ends at last breath outside the womb. It's all of the time unborn in the womb plus all of the time outside of the womb that they call born. Yes. That's one living experience. Yes. One living biological estate. One biological entirety. That's how simple this is. And that's it. And if you allow the cut to stand as a thing separate from you, then that thing has all of your rights because it's the only thing that that evidences your substance. Mm-hmm. Ghosts don't have rights. Mm-mm. Dead bodies, cadavers don't have rights. Only if your biological property, your breath, and your consciousness, your mind, are acting as one unit, will you have rights? Correct. The Bill of Rights, which is separate from or or, or adjunct or whatever words you want to use to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights only applies to living white man. Mm -hmm. The living white man. White meaning all of the unborn plus all of the born is one living being, one living, breathing being. That's the white man. Whole. The whole man. The whole man. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, the Bill of Rights only applies to the living, which means it does not apply to the decedent estate, the birth mm-hmm. certificated decedent estate. Bill of Rights does not apply to the birth certificated person. Mm-hmm. So everybody claiming, celebrating their birthday every year and then claiming Second Amendment rights to, to bear arms, they are mistaken. Mm-hmm. You can't be dead and have the Second Amendment rights. You can't be both. So That's why this is too easy. Yep. So going back to convenience, I looked it up in etymology, and it's late 14th century. Agreement, conformant resemblance, similarity. Also, a state or condition of being suitable. Adaptation to existing conditions. Okay, now here we go. Adaptable to existing conditions. Mm-hmm. 
in the womb. In the womb. You were breathing through a tube. Yes. Called the umbilical cord. I love which, 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 which attached to a the fetal side of the placenta, which interfaced with the maternal side of the placenta, which oxygen then passed um, through the bloodstream. Mm-hmm. In the waters of mother, you were breathing through a tube. That's a ad- that's ad- adaptation. Yes. That's evolutionary. Mm-hmm. So you adapted to being in the water. In that conditions, into those. And, that, and, and that's and that is a condition or an environment. Mm-hmm. It's an environment. Yes. When you come out of the womb, out of those waters, you have adapted to those conditions. Yes. Outside of the water, you're no longer breathing through a tube. Correct. But it's the same biology that has adapted to both sets of conditions. Yes. It's only one life still. Mm-hmm. And this is where people get, they, they don't understand that the birth certificated person evidences a water breathing entity. Mm-hmm. Which is not you today. Mm-mm. And if the cut had not occurred, then it would have all come with, it would have all been together. entirety evidences the continuity and contiguous nature. Yes. The, the, the continuity being from water-based to land-based, mm-hmm. but it's continuity biological. It's mm-hmm. a biological continuity, but it's also a contiguous, meaning that they were all, it was all one biology mm-hmm. until they cut it apart. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the continuity and the contiguous nature of the evolutionary process the moment they cut it the moment they cut the cord they it gives rise to a question yes now let's go to the first amendment real quick go to the first amendment of the constitution okay because you just used the word that we're gonna we're gonna actually i am gonna have to go into the basement now but um go to the first amendment we've done this before but i want you to identify a word and then I'm going to go down to the basement. Okay. First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Semicolon. Or abridging the freedom of speech, comma, or of the press, comma, or semicolon, or the right of the people to, the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the capital G government for the re, for a redress of grievances. Go to the word assemble. Okay. Assemble, to bring together as in a particular place or for a particular purpose. To fit together, 
the parts of. To meet together. Convene. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that last word? To fit together the parts of. No, the last word right after that. Oh, uh, to meet together. Convene. There's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. To convene. To come together in a body. To cause... Is that convene? Yes. This uh, is where... No, the First Amendment is everything that. Yeah. So the word convene is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. The First Amendment says um, peaceably assemble. Mm-hmm. Peaceably assemble. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to peaceably, and then and now I'm going to jump off from there to Harry S. Period Truman. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to pull up the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. The First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, comma, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, semicolon, or abridging the freedom of speech, comma, or of the press, semicolon, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble. Now, you just looked up assemble, and it finally got to the word convene. Mm Mm-hmm. So peaceably is a word we have to we have to look up. Mm-hmm. Peaceably to assemble. By the way, I I use the word peaceable rather than peaceful. Yes. Peaceable. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not going to Webster's yet. It just popped up. I'm, I'm in uh, DuckDuckGo. So the peaceable, by definition, at DuckDuckGo says inclined or disposed to peace, promoting calm. Two says peaceful, undisturbed, undisturbed. Um, three says begin in or at peace, tranquil, quiet, free from or not disposed to war, disorder, or excitement not quarrelsome. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to go to Webster's, but I'm going to look at three again. Uh, begin in or at peace, tranquil, quiet, free from or not disposed to war. So now I'm going to go to war at Webster's. And at Webster's war, a state of usually open or declared armed hostile conflict between states or nations. Hmm. Now, I mean, I mean, when they cut the and clamp the court, they create two separate states of existence: an unborn state and a born state. Yes. But in reality, it, as a for a living, breathing, peaceable man, there is no separation. I used to be in an unborn state, but now I'm in a born state. But it's still all one biological entirety. Mm-hmm. There is no two states. There's only one. And then I'm going to go down to uh, 2B. It says a struggle or competition between opposing forces or for a particular end. And the particular end is the cut end. 
It's been separated from me. It's become particular. Mm-hmm. Always goes back to it, doesn't it? It always goes back to the fact that a piece of you has been removed to create um, an adversarial position. Why is it adversarial? Because when they clamp and cut the umbilical cord, on the other end of that cord is the placenta. The placenta is a feto-maternal organ, which means that it has some of my biology and some of my mom's. And if somebody is out there saying that they're protecting my mom's position, then the placenta evidences a war. Conflict between the the placenta is a particular end when it's cut off of me. Yes. And it goes right back to the first part of the first definition of conflict between states. That's what they. So now there's an unborn state fighting over a a born state, but also um, a nation. A nation. If there's a nation under God, Mm -hmm. and that nation is a consecrated nation based upon that cut material, Mm -hmm. a small religious estate. Mm -hmm. If that small religious estate is assembled um, or collectivized or collected and put it together, it becomes the nation under God. Mm So now you have um, America and you have the United States. Mm -hmm. The United States of America. America is one place and the United States is another place. Mm -hmm. And they're bonded together through agreements or or through um, convention is actually the word for that, through convention. America, the soil, was claimed by the Pope in in 1493 through Intercetera. And, of course, they're saying that all of the indigenous persons upon the lands of the Americas are subject to conversion. Okay, now that's all an aside, because all of that is based upon a particular end, and that particular end only exists because they cut the umbilical cord. Mm -hmm. That's where the separation of church and state actually occurs. Yes. Now, I'm going to get out of war and go back to peaceable at Merriam-Webster. It says, disposed to peace, not contentious or quarrelsome, quietly behaved. Look at this. Free from strife or disorder. Disorder. I'm going to type in disorder to see where it takes me. Disorder. Hell, hasn't, I mean, we've seen on TV shows where the judge is screaming, you're out of order. Mm -hmm. Disorder. Disorder. Hmm. To disturb the order of. Look at that. Certainly done that. (laughs) Well, look at, from fertilization to this moment is a singular path. It's a singular order. There's an order of events. Each day, one day, new day follows the day previous. Yep. If I start at a birthday as a beginning or as a a presumed beginning, that's disorder. Mm -hmm. It's disorderly conduct. Yes. I've left out. I have actually forgotten the first 280 days, which means it's a lie by omission. You've disturbed the regular or normal function. I I have disturbed the peace. Mm Mm-hmm. That material now, as part of the consecrated ground or consecrated nation, is supposed to just lay there. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be used in commerce. Mm-mm. This 
disorder says to disturb the regular or normal functions of mm -hmm. lack of order a breach of the peace or public order an abnormal physical or mental condition. Look at that. When they when they amputate what was a, my godly origin or a mental condition where you believe you are the, the birth certificated person. Mm -hmm. That's insanity. Mm -hmm. That's unreasonable. Mm -hmm. Um I'm going to go back to the Constitution. It says the right of the people peaceably to assemble. So peaceably is giant, but it says to assemble. Peaceably to put yourself back together or to, to acknowledge, to have knowledge of your true godly order or your origin all the way to this moment as one living, breathing white man. Mm-hmm. Not the person of color, not the corporate person of color that they created in the, in the Civil War. I mean, a lot of people think the Civil War was about trying to free slaves, when, in, when ag, in actuality, it was about giving persons of color, corporations, rights. Mm -hmm. That's all they were doing. They were creating a person of color. Yes. Of course, they like to confuse person of color with colored person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, it's disgusting to me at the levels of deception. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble. Mm -hmm. So look at that. They cut a piece of you off. They created a particular end that is the very definition of war. Mm -hmm. So now, in order for you to peaceably assemble, the only way you can do that today is claim Jesus as your Savior. That's the way you peaceably assemble according to this. Thank God they wrote in that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Mm -hmm. Because you need Jesus to become whole. Mm -hmm. So in order to peaceably assemble, to not be at war with Rome, the Vatican, you have to acknowledge their savior, their word, their character, to put yourself back together. Because Jesus, the Amnion, the Lamb of God, and you are one and the same. Mm -hmm. When you don't acknowledge your beginning, your godly origin, the origin of the species, you're at war. Mm -hmm. So you have to know, K-N-O-W, you have to know that your origin is fertilization. When you have that knowledge, you can just identify that knowledge by using a very specific organizational title. Mm -hmm. And in my case, I, I peaceably assemble myself, this position right here at the table, now in the basement, with the original material that was cut off of me. Mm -hmm. And I do that. I identify the entirety of that estate, including the dignity of my dad's name, the legitimacy, by using the organizational title Curtis R. Period Kallenbach. Yes. That is peaceable assembly. Yes. Curtis R. Period Kallenbach is peaceably to assemble. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. not going to war. 
I am a pacifist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to war. I'm not going to arbitration. I'm not going to go argue with people about who own who owns that legal name. Yes. I'm not doing that because the legal name means nothing to me. Mm-mm. But if I use the organizational title that identifies the entirety of my organization mm-hmm. from beginning fertilization to this moment in the present. Yes. Now, it's a matter of fact that they cut it off of me, but the only way I can put Humpty hyphen Dumpty back together again, Judeo hyphen Christian back together again, is by having the knowledge of fertilization. And so, assemble in etymology is from the 14th century, and it, and through knowledge you are assembling, which is come together, join, unite, gather. Through knowledge. And all I can hear is John Lennon's voice singing, "Come together, together. right <laughs> now, over me." Uh huh. Yep. Right now. Over me. Yeah. In other words, if if you want to think of mind, body, and spirit, Mm -hmm. all in one place at one moment, that's peaceable assembly. Yes. Mind, body, and spirit. Mind is the ability to Mm self-govern. Body, the biology, and the spirit, the breath. Yes. All in one place at one moment. There's peaceable assembly right there. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to argue with anybody because it it is the truth of the matter. Yes. Now, the only way I can actually come together... Um, or identify the whole W-H-O-L-E organization and then have Luke 531 on my side, they that are whole need not a physician, meaning I don't need a prescription, I don't need a prosthetic, I don't need any help to reassemble when I have the knowledge of my godly origin called fertilization. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Which is the CIA's own motto. Yes. So again, we're looking at an ecumenical world, mm-hmm. an ecumenical economy, an ecumenical society, where they want people to stop being animals to each other, mm-hmm. to stop living like savages. This is this is where I'm going to go for a second to let people understand what what cr- real Christianity is. Mm-hmm. It is not what it's become. Mm-mm. Christianity would be. Um, loving thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. That would be Christianity. That's where you recognize the guy over there having the same needs as you. Mm-hmm. Oxygen, water, food, mm-hmm. shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to be, because you recognize him and you as the same type of being, you would not harm him mm-hmm. because you wouldn't want to be harmed. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to be trespassed upon. Mm-hmm. That is Christianity. Yes. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But they turned it into something else. They, they turned it into a debt to society. They turned it you in. have to pay pay the, 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 uh, the ferryman. You mm-hmm. have to leave a piece of you behind as the fee or as the, the, the excise tax that evidences you agree. Yep, they turned it into war. They turned, and and now there's a war. Mm -hmm. There's a war over that particular end, and because some of it is mom's property and some of it is yours, that that becomes a third-party, third-person. That becomes the party. Yep. The third party, which is, it lives in the third world. 
Everybody come to the party dressed it to is, kill. It is literally, I believe, the Third Reich. Yeah, I agree. The Third Reich, because the word Reich means realm. Mm-hmm. It's a third realm that is that is operating through fascism. Mm-hmm. If you think of that character, that birth certificated character, um, being operated or administered to by fascists Mm -hmm. then you'll understand that the fascists in fact i'm going to go to fascism and again remember that once you know or have knowledge of this cut once you know it is all one and that you have a right of way over the mom's property you're not claiming it is you you're claiming that you have a legitimate right of way that was given to you directly by mom through the pellucid membrane now you have a right of way you don't need permission to travel anywhere on mother earth i love that (laughs) anywhere you don't need a license you don't need permission from anybody because you already received it from the mother Mm -hmm. not the mother church fuck that place Mm mm-hmm that's a that's a that's a monster from so i'm going to fascism mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna i'll probably go to wiki okay because they're using they're using the birth certificated person by the way when the pope um was standing with nazi germany was standing with with um italy which were fascist uh countries mm-hmm that's when a birth certificated person came out. It is a fascist person. Yes. Fascism is a far right, authoritarian, ultra nationalist political ideology and movement characterized by a dictatorial leader, centralized autocracy, militarism, forcible suppression of opposition, belief in a natural social hierarchy, subordination of individual interests for the perceived good of the nation and race, and strong regimentation of society and the economy. Does that sound like where we're at today? Yep. Um, By the way, when you look at um, the bundles the two um symbol the symbols of fascism there it is right there scroll down at wikipedia and you'll see the symbol of fascism which is all over the united states or has been see the symbol of fascism right there the bundle of twigs is it on the right are you at wikipedia i am no no oh just scroll down to the right you see two fascists you see hitler and mussolini see that yeah Right below them is, is the symbol of fascism. Oh, yep, there I see it. Yeah, wow. that's all over. That's all over everything around us. Wow. And, and usually it's, there's a right and left. It looks like pillars, but they're fascist. That's a symbol of fascism. Wow. So I believe the birth certificated person is actually, um, by its very nature, the third person, the third party the, that lives in or operates in a third realm. And of course, the German word for realm is Reich. It's the Third Reich. So fascist was a word that was created in Italian in 1921, and it literally means bundle. What a bundle of joy. Hmm. That baby's just a bundle of joy. It's from Latin, F-A-S-C-E-S, and that is 
bundle of rods, con and that's from the 1590s, bundle of rods containing an axe with a blade projection. projection. What's interesting is that um, Led Zeppelin IV, the Led Zeppelin IV album cover. Let me see if I can find it real quick. The Led Zeppelin albums. It has... Carrying the, yeah, I remember. Led Zeppelin IV. There it is right there. Led Zeppelin IV. It has an old man bent over with a bundle of twigs. And what's really funny is, in the photograph of him bent over, he has the bundle of twigs, and because of the trees behind him, it actually looks like an axe or whatever. But what I'm getting at is, he's bent over, he's stooped over. He is carrying the burden of that fascism. Mm -hmm. That's what he's doing. He's carrying it on his back. Yep. And remember that on his back, the monkey on your back, is this third-party, third-person, quit fascist, birth-certificated, Third Reich person. Mm-hmm. I believe that it was created in 1933. I believe the Pope was in bed with Mussolini and, and Nazi Germany. And I really believe that they created a fascist, a, a very, very um, severe far-right character. Mm -hmm. But again, what can anything get more severe than the act of creation itself? When, you're, when I talk about the right versus the left, the right is considered what? Christianity. Christianity, yeah. So the far right would be hardcore, very fundamental Christianity, yeah. all the way down. Mm -hmm. What is the most fundamental aspect of our existence? Fertilization. Fertilization! Mm -hmm. So they're capturing, they're ca capturing the very nature of our existence. Mm -hmm. And... They're dictating. What do you think? Um, what do you? I mean, really? Let's let's really be honest here. When you hear executive orders, those are dictates. Mm -hmm. They're dictates. Mm -hmm. So when the president issues an executive order, it's from a dictatorial position. Mm -hmm. And the only ones that are subject to those dictates are the fascist birth certificated characters. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievably simple. Yeah. But when you're whole, and there is no cut, and, and, and don't I don't want to argue with people. Yeah, I know, it, it really did happen. The cut is a matter of fact. But the truth of the matter overrides the matter of fact. Yes. The truth of the matter is, because of my belly button, because that umbilical cord was part of me, because the extra embryonic material is, is the rest residue and remainder of my biological or godly estate, that those all being truth, that truth overrides their fictitious Third Reich. Mm-hmm. But it does it in a very simple way. The truth is, again, fictio seated veritati. Truth uh, or fiction yields to truth. Look at the look at the militarization of the of the uh, of the of the police. Yeah, everything. They look like Nazis. Absolutely. They're all wearing black, and they're wearing. I mean, they look like Nazis. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The uniforms themselves. This is the Third Reich, the Third Realm, the Third World. And it's the third person that lives there, which is the tertium quid, fetal maternal placenta. That's the third person. Yes. And that person is a Nazi. Now, wow, Kurt, how did you get here? <laughs>
the, the, the Nazi, the fascist only exist because of the cut. Mm-hmm. Once you once you eliminate the cut, the fascist cannot exist. That's right. Um, by the way, again, remember that the Vatican was in bed with the the uh, Adolf Hitler and Mussolini. They were fascists. Mm-hmm. And the, and the Pope created a character born to fascism in 1933, the birth certificated person, which is the small religious estate left behind at the cut. Mm-hmm. And it's your godly origin, so it's as far right as you can get because it's the fundamental nature of man himself creation yeah the zygote you can't go anywhere beyond the zygote mm-hmm. that's as far right as you can get mm-hmm. what was i looking up i was looking up uh well it's interesting because um just to finish uh fascist in etymology which takes you to f- fasces from the 1590s it says um, it it was um, the inner bark of a linden tree from Old English carried before a lictor who was a superior Roman magistrate as a symbol of power over life and limb. Sticks symbolized punishment by whipping and the axe head ex- execution by beheading. So in there it is. So decapitation, beheading. Yep. They're talking about life and limb. Yes. Remember that the the umbilical cord and the extra embryonic uh, or fetal maternal organ is a limb. Mm-hmm. And when they cut that, when they when they amputate that limb, that's that's where I believe. What is is it the um, life and limb mm-hmm. amendment? Oh. oh uh, kicks in. Yeah. Um, and that would be the. I'm looking for. Uh, that's the double jeopardy clause of the Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment. Yep. So again, when they when they execute, when they execute that cut, that character, um, double jeopardy kicks in. Yep. Because you they they killed off a piece of you yep so you should never ever have to suffer that execution or suffer that uh limb again yep now again all of this is is nonsensical when you get when you're in reality right um actually what i was going to just an fyi was i was going to the swastika The Nazi, the Nazi symbol, the swastika, and the reason I'm going to that is because I want to see what it actually means in nature. Okay. In nature, um, let me see if I can find the swastika in nature. I don't want to call it the Nazi symbol. I want, I want it actually to be. Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's really cool, actually, in nature. Go to. I'm, I'm looking for the historical aspect of the swastika as opposed to the Nazi aspect. In etymology, it's from the Sanskrit, which literally means being fortunate, well being, really? luck. It says fortunate? Mm hmm. Well, there it is. Fortunate. Fortune. Mm-hmm. When you're whole, 
you have access to the your holy grail inheritance. Yes. When they when when you are defective or broken, then that inheritance stays in the um, in the trust mm-hmm. because you are not here. You have been presumed lost uh, or presumed dead. You're missing presumed dead. There it is, swastika. The swastika, I'm at Wikipedia, and I just looked up swastika. The swastika is an ancient religious and cultural symbol, um, predominantly in various Eurasian, as well as some African and American cultures. It's really weird that it's American culture. Now also widely symbolized uh, for its appropriation by the Nazi party and the neo-Nazis. It says, it continues to be used as a symbol of divinity and spirituality in Indian religions, including Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. Wow. Wow. And I, I mean, I've run across those things all day, every day in my, in my research, mm-hmm. especially Jainism. Yeah, Jainism is interesting. <laughs> uh, Jainism also known as Jain Dharma, is an Indian religion. Jainism traces its spiritual ideas and history through the succession of 24 uh, Tirthankras, and the first being, the first in the current time cycle being, uh, it doesn't matter. It says it generally, we're talking about swastika, it generally takes the form of a cross, mm-hmm. and uh, the arms of which are a, of equal length and perp- perpendicular to the adjacent arms, each bent midway at a right angle. A right angle. It's interesting all by itself. Um, Svastika meaning conducive to well-being. Look, at there's health right there. Mm-hmm. You're healthy. And healthy means W-H-O-L-E. Whole and health are one and the same thing. In Hinduism, the right-facing uh, swastika symbolizing the sun, prosperity, good luck. The left-facing symbol, counterclockwise, is called the suastika, uh, symbolizing night or tantric a- aspects of Kali. So, so let me see. It's right the masculine facing. and feminine together, right there. There it is. Clockwise mm-hmm. is, is the, the swastika, and counterclockwise is the suastika. But we, what we see is actually the swastika, typically, which mm-hmm. would be the masculine, right? Well, no, the two together, because one is facing one direction. Oh, okay. The other, so you've got the inner connection of the masculine and the feminine right there, because Kali is feminine. So it's almost like the yin and yang in it's, a different form. It absolutely is the yin and yang in a different form. Uh, it, it, while Buddhist, it symbolizes the auspicious footprints of Buddha. Um, let's see. Look at that. A use for the first time by far-right Romanian huh. politician uh, as a symbol of international anti anti-semitism prior to world war one anti-semitism now remember that an anti-semit would be somebody what that would be according to that definition um somebody that is what contrary to the jewish position Is that what it is? Anti-Semitism? Well, that's the common... I'm going I'm going to it right now. It says, is hostility to, prejudice towards, or discrimination against Jews. Now, remember that the Anumundi calendar, which begins at zero, the year of the world, Anumundi, is, is considered what? The, the Hebrew calendar, mm-hmm. the Jewish calendar. Mm-hmm. So all the time in the womb, the year of the world, the creation of the world, um, beginning at year zero, it would be considered Jewish or Judeo. Mm-hmm. Everything outside the womb, according to the Gregorian calendar, would be Christian. 
mm-hmm. the New Testament. So when you put the Old Testament in the womb and the New Testament out of the womb together, that would be the white man. Yeah. And that's why, you know, the neo-Nazis and the Nazis, they're always, they always look like they're talking, I mean, uh, these, these idiots that are out there that are part of these organizations, they're always talking about white, but they even, they don't know what white means. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. White means nothing more than living. Mm-hmm. And, and because everybody has chosen the person of color, the birth certificated person of color, that's, that's a deceitful position. So a living, a living being is is here i go i'm gonna say it we've been on the phone now for two hours and seven minutes (laughs) the living being is in the present yes that's why they call them the powers that be the powers that be are living when you're when you're using the birth certificated character you have already passed away you are not present you cannot be one of the powers that be when you're not present yep these brilliant guys figured out a way and of course it's in the book um fire in the minds of men they found a way to get the masses of ignorant people to self-execute yep. and claim a decedent estate position. Yep. And now all of these fascists or the fascists can come in and administrate all of the property that has been collected. And that's how they're doing it. Yep. Um now they say, and what's really funny is, it says, uh, they use the word Aryan race. I'm going to go to Aryan race real quick. It says, an Aryan race is an obsolete historical race concept that emerged in the late 19th century. That's 1800s, for those that are still too lazy to look it up. The late 19th century to describe people of proto-Indo-European heritage as a racial grouping. The terminology derives from the historical usage of Aryan used by modern Indo-Iranians as an epithet of noble. Noble. N-O-B-L-E. Mm-hmm. Wow. It says, uh, the concept derives from the notion that the original speakers of the Proto-Indo-European language were distinct progenitors of a superior specimen of humankind. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. A superior specimen <laughs> is not the baby a superior version of the zygote. Absolutely. Okay, so if the zygote is, if the material or the evidence of the zygote is cut off of you and left behind, that is your godly origin, by the way. Yes. But the baby is superior as far as the evolutionary process. Absolutely. It's not superior in the fact that it's the same material. The oak tree and the acorn are the exact same material. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the same information. Mm-hmm. One is just further along in its evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the baby compared to the in-the-womb um, earlier version of itself, the mm-hmm. prehistoric version of itself. Mm-hmm. 
That's what they're saying. They're saying that the man outside the womb, the New Testament man, is superior to that waterborne muckety muck mm-hmm. um, that that is still tied to mother. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. You're still you're you're a mama's boy. You are not superior. Absolutely. And that's what they're saying. So the mama's boy, the one still attached to the maternal part of the placenta, the, the, the placental character, the born, the birth certificated placental character, is a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. I believe that these guys have figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I, how did we get the Nazis? I don't know. It's just, it's just well, how, it's mm-hmm. how we do things around here. Fascism. Fascism. fascism that's a better word we didn't get the nazis we got the fascism mm-hmm. um I, I it's really funny to me though because it's so obvious i mean you got benito mussolini and adolf hitler um and and the pope all working together to create a third reich mm-hmm. what people don't realize is that uh, what is that movie? there's a tv show out there um man man on the high oh, castle, high castle, mm-hmm. the man in the high castle. Yes, yes, that's where it. they they have an alt- alternate version of the outcome of World War Two, mm-hmm. where um, Germany defeated or won the war, and they divided up the Americas, and everything all the way over to the mountains is all German, and everything on the other side of the mountains is Japanese. Mm-hmm. I think that really happened. Mm-hmm. I think I think that at the end of World War II, the United Nations is fascism. Yes, they yes. created a fascist realm where where the ecumenical Christians, the hard hard right, fundamental all the way down Christians, recognize reality that nobody else recognizes. And they created a birth certificated character that allowed them to to um, tr- entrust all the property of those um, ignorant of the truth. Yep. So all of the world's property is under fascist control. Wow. But it's done so through a third Reich, third realm, third person, tertium quid, fetal maternal, placental birth certificated person. Wow. That was a mouthful. So, See, this is why I have to come down in the basement, because then I don't watch the squirrels frolicking out in the <laughs> snow, you know, and I don't worry about the cats not being fed. Right. <laughs> so. Wow. Bundle of sticks. We are... We are living the third person tertium quid fascist is the is what is within the story of the of Atlas Shrugged, and who is John Galt is the whole man. It's it's the whole man, the entirety of man, um, with all his power, with all his uh, authority. The, I won't use the word sovereign, but I will say that this is a guy that has everything under his own control. Mm-hmm. There is there is no jurisdiction over that man because even 1 Corinthians 2.15 says, and the spiritual man shall be judged by no man. I think that's a fascist position, by the way. I, I mean, if I have to say I'm a dictator, I am a dictator in my own life. Mm-hmm. 
over my property, over everything I do, I am a dictator over it. Mm-hmm. I'm a monarch. You can use whatever words you want. I'm the king. I, I'm, I, I, that sovereign position is a dictatorial position. It is. Yep. And when you have knowledge of it, you can be the dictator in your own life. I'm going to go to dictator. That's where I just went. Did you really? I went into etymology, but yeah. Dictator. Says, um... Are you at etymology? Yeah. All right, you go to etymology, I'll go to, uh... Yeah. Late 14th century chief... Roman chief magistrate with absolute authority. A Roman chief magistrate. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's actually from the Latin, D-I-C-E-R-E, to say, to speak, to show. Wow. I'm at Wikipedia dictator. Um, It does say the word originated as the title of a Roman dictator elected by Roman Senate to rule the Republic in times of emergency. Wow, there it is. The cut is an emergency. It falls under the emergency rule. Um, It goes on to say, like the term tyrant, and to a lesser degree, autocrat, dictator came to be used almost exclusively as a non-titular titler, titler, titular term for oppressive rule. In modern usage, the term dictator is generally used to describe a leader who holds or abuses an extraordinary amount of personal power. Did you go to Wiki? I'm at Wiki now. Okay. Um, dictatorships are often characterized by some of the following uh, a suspension of elections and civil liberties, proclamation of a state of emergency, rule by decree, repression of political opponents, not abiding by the procedures of the rule of law, and the existence of a cult of personality centered on the leader well Well, that sounds like the the birth certificated person Mm -hmm. the dirt Dictatorships are often one party or dominant party states. I'm just saying that I'm going to go to the word. I'm going to go to the the uh, Wikipedia for third world. Oh yeah, it's there. T H I R D world, and I'm going to go to Wiki. I just want to see how it's what it says here, because the third party, the third person, the. The fetal maternal organ known as a tertium quid is a third person, mm-hmm. and that third person lives or or exists. It doesn't live. It exists in a third world. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where it gets weird. Look at the term third world arose during the Cold War to define countries that remained non-aligned with either NATO or the Warsaw Pact. The United States, Canada, Japan, South Korea, Western European nations, and their allies represented the first world. The Soviet Union, China, Cuba, North Korea, Vietnam, and their allies represented the second world. It says this terminology provided a way of broadly categorizing the nations of the earth into three groups based upon political divisions. Okay, so it says the third world was a political Look at that. Strictly speaking, third world was a political rather than economic grouping. Since the dissolution of the Soviet Union and the end of the Cold War, the term third world has decreased in use. It is being replaced with such terms as developing countries, least developed countries, and look at this, global 
south. Wow. Now, the word global south to me is just like the north and the south of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It says the concept itself has become outdated and is no lo- as it no longer represents the current political or economic state of the world and is historically poor countries have trans- transited uh, different income stages. But that's not true. Mm-mm. See, the third world is the pauper, the vagabond, and fugitive from justice. Mm-hmm. Remember that. So guess what in etymology when third world became into being? When? 1963. <laughs> it's, really? It's, trans, it's from the word tiers monde, which was formulated in 1952 by an economic historian, Alfred Sandy, a model of the third estate. Okay, that's what we have to do. Let's go to third estate. Yeah. T-H-I-R-D estate wiki. The third estate. What is the third estate? Uh, The third estate, it says, French casque les Le Tiers Estate is a political pamphlet written in January 1789, shortly before the outbreak of the French Revolution by the French writer and clergyman Abbe Emmanuel Joseph Sayez. Uh, the pamphlet was Sayez's response to Finance Minister Jacques Necker's invitation for writers to state how they thought the Estates General should be organized. In the pamphlet, Sayez argues that the third estate, the common people, look at that, the common people of France. Mm-hmm. There's your common man. There's your yeah. common fund. There's yeah. your there's your commonwealth. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's global now. Yep. It says the common people of France constituted a complete nation, constituted a complete nation within itself, and it had no need of dead weight. Of the other two orders, the first and second estates. Okay, there's there it is right there. Um, the first and second estates are the clergy and aristocracy. There, the first estate is clergy. The second estate is aristocracy. So it says the dead weight of the other two orders. So it's the dead weight of the clergy and the dead weight of the aristocracy. Wow. They're calling it dead weight. Now think about the dead weight. The clergy, if you're thinking about the church, or the guys that don't produce anything, the the clergy doesn't do anything but tell a story. Mm -hmm. They don't actually produce anything. They are literally dead weight. Mm -hmm. And of course they're living in the past exclusively because... Their story begins 2,000 years ago, supposedly, and it, and it is nothing more than a fable or a story or mythology. And It doesn't offer anything but ideas. And that's what academia is now in our... It's the same thing. Wow. And a- a- aristocracy, it says, a privileged social, social class in France from the Middle Ages until its abolition on 23 June 1790 during the French Revolution. Uh off with their heads mm-hmm. decapitate of course to decapitate is to decapitalize is to is to do what is to communalize the capital yeah the capital 
So, so by cutting you off from your inheritance, they're they're using that inheritance as the capital. Mm-hmm. And what do we call the capital here in or whatever this place is called? The White House. The White House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of <laughs> course, the White House. The White House became its own government. Um, in what? What year was that? Nineteen. 19- White House. White Gover- House. White House. Uh, 19, in the 30s, wasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was late 30s. Yeah. White House. Um, let's, I'm going to go to White House. The term White House. Of course, white means what, what, what I'm talking about. The living, the living man, the, <laughs> the white man. Of course, there was a movie back then, too, way back then, called Casablanca White House. Yes. Yes. Casablanca means House of White or White House. And, of course, where was it located? It was located in the movie was um, set in Morocco, Morocco and with with France. Yes. So we're, we're right back to the same situation, Morocco and France. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for... And Dead Weight is from the 1650s, which is the weight of an inert body. Yes. Dead weight. Mm-hmm. So th- there's there's no help from the spirit. And it's uh, from uh, a heavy or oppressive burden from 1721. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, well, again, if people have the eyes to, to, to see and the ears to hear, this is all going to make sense. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, White House... The concept of the White House, it says... Uh, Where did you go, White House? I'm, I'm at Wiki. Okay. I try to make this easy on people. It says a newly constructed east wing of the mm. White House. Huh. It says the east wing of the White House is a two-story structure that serves as office space for the first lady and her staff. Huh was used as a reception area for social events. Jefferson's colonnades uh, connected the new wings. The East Wing alterations were completed in 1946, and look at that. Now, I want you to think about this. The East Wing alternation, or alteration, was completed in 1946, creating additional office space. By 1948, the residents' load-bearing walls and wood beams were found to to be close to failure under Harry S. Period Truman. Wow. The, in- the interior rooms were completely dismantled, and a new internal load bearing steel frame was constructed inside the walls. Okay, where are you specifically at reading? I- I'm at Wikipedia White House. White House Wikipedia. I'm only I'm in the third paragraph. What I'm getting at is now we can get to, now we can talk about Harry S. Period Truman. Yes, absolutely. It took us right to. And what I'm getting at is also they, the White House is its own government. Yes. It is. It's. It, I'm going to look for. I'm going to see if I can find evidence of that. Um, White House government. Office. The Truman Balcony is the second floor balcony of the executive residence of the White House, which overlooks the South Lawn. 
It was completed in March 1948 during the presidency of Harry S. Truman. Okay, and here we go. I'm at White House office, It's and I'm at History, and this is stuff nobody knows. The White House office was established in the in the executive office of the president. Look at that. They've created something new by the reorganization plan one of 1939. Wow. Executive order 8248. Um, reorganization plan one of 1939. It says enacted April 3rd, 1939, codified 31 USC 701 is an American act of Congress, which gave the President of the United States the authority to hire additional confidential staff and reorganize the executive branch within certain limits. Look at that. Within certain limits. That's such an amazing thing to see. In parentheses, it says within certain limits. The certain limits, I'm telling you right now, are between fertilization and the cut. Mm-hmm. That's the executive branch. Mm-hmm. Let me say that again. It's an executive branch, like to a tree. Yeah. The executive branch is your head. Mm-hmm. The executive office is your head. Yes. And the executive branch is the umbilical cord leading back to the origin or to God. Yes. That's the that's the executive branch. It says within certain limits. Not not the heathen, not the man on the land, not the not the indigenous person. The executive branch, the official capacity exists between you and God. But when they cut that off, you now are a pauper, vagabond, and fugitive from justice. You have disconnected yourself from God the Father. Mm-hmm. And now they're setting themselves up to rule from the godly position through through a religious position and an ecumenical position. Mm -hmm. It says authority to hire additional confidential staff and reorganize, reorganize the executive branch. Wow. Reorganize. If my organization goes from fertilization to this moment, that's my entire biological organization. Yes. But they're going to reorganize it. They're going to cut off the executive branch and separate it off. We're talking about separating the capital from the labor. Mm -hmm. The capital, the executive branch, from the labor, Mm -hmm. the mass. Yes. It says it was the first major planned reorganization of the executive branch of the government of the United States since 1787. That's since 1787. That's the Constitution. Wow. It says the act led to reorganization plan number one, which created the executive office of the president. I'm clicking on that. Now I'm at executive office of the president of the United States. Now it says the executive office of the president, EOP, comprises the offices and agencies that support the work of the president. By the way, president is lowercase now. Mm -hmm. The president, oh, look at that, of the United States, uh, or the president.
president at the center of the executive branch of the White House or of the United States federal small F government. Uh, wow. What does small F federal mean? My uh, uh, God. No, just say it. It's not covenant. my anything. What is it? God's covenant with man. Man's covenant. God's covenant with man. Mm-hmm. So it says the president at the center of the executive branch of the United States small F federal government. Wow. Man's covenant with God or God's covenant with man. Wow. That is the material that was cut off of you. Yeah. That evidence is your covenant with creation. Mm-hmm. That's the branch. That's the executive branch. That's the official capacity. That's the juridical person that they're using. That's the eminence front. Wow. It's the eminence front. It's a put on. You've got to put the jacket on if you want to get into the United States. The EPO is also referred to as the quote-unquote permanent lowercase government. Isn't the government upon your shoulders? Isn't that Isaiah 9-6? Yep. There it is. Wow. Um, It goes on to say the EOP consists of several offices and agencies such as uh, the White House office, the staff working directly for and reporting to the president, including West Wing. Um, staff and the president's closest advisors, the National Security Council, and the Office of Management and Budget. The EOP is also referred to as a permanent government with many policy programs and the people who implement them continuing between presidential administrations. This is because there is a need for qualified, knowledgeable, civil servants in each office and agency or agency to inform new inform new politicians wow information information and information is that birth certificated person mm-hmm. 1939 wow but i'm going to go back to where it says um we're going back to the white house office yeah i'm going to go back just go backwards here because i want to get back to harry s period truman There's so much more to this, and we're not going to be able to um, get to it. But I, I just want people to recognize the fact that this, right in that, right there, Harry S. Period Truman. The, well, the me, S, yeah. I'm sorry, what? Remind me where that was at. I got. It was under um, White House or White House office. Hang on a second. I gotta find it. Wow. I believe that when they're talking about construction, 
They're talking about, look what they did. They created an East Wing and a West Wing. Mm-hmm. They had the First Lady and the President. Mm-hmm. First Lady and the President. That's the Fito Maternal. Mm-hmm. The placenta evidences the First Lady, which is also known as the Handmaiden, mm-hmm. which is the wall of the uterus. That's the First Lady. And the president would be Isaiah 9-6, for unto us a child is born, a son is given. That is the um, fetal part of the placenta. Mm-hmm. It is the Madonna and child. Mm-hmm. So you got the, e- the east wing and the west wing. The west wing is the paternal. The east wing is the maternal. Wow. All in, under one roof now. Mm-hmm. And there's a load-bearing construction between the walls now. So it, so, so there is some there is a connection. Mm-hmm. between the mother and child, a load-bearing. Mm-hmm. And it's Harry S. Period Truman. His name alone is evidencing that construction. Wow. That's why Curtis R. Period, Colin Bach, is no different than Harry S. Period Truman. Wow. So I'm going to go now. We're going to finally get into convenience and consistency. By the way, remember, way early in his call, we got to peaceable assembly. Assembly, assemble means to convene. Mm-hmm. And convene leads to convenience. Yes. So now we're going to go to uh, Harry S. Period Truman Library um, document. I got that. Wow, I got a lot of windows open. I know, I got that open, I think, somewhere. <laughs> Okay, so now I'm going to Harry S. Yeah, there it is. Uh, and and we're, I know we've covered this in a call months ago, maybe even a year ago. Yeah, but this is way clearer. Now All it is. The yeah, there it is. This the title of this, and again, it'll I'll I'll put the link in. But the title this is Harry S. Period Truman Library and Museum, uh, the National Archives, National Archives, the nation, the nation's archives. What nation? The one nation under God. The White House nation. Remember, an American national would be the man on the land, the American, the heathen, the indigenous person. That's the American. Remember, the Americas is north, central, and south, right? Yes. And those are and and the people born to the soil, the the just soli, J U S space S O L I, the just soli, indigenous persons, people born to the soil, would be considered an American. Yes. Those are Americans. They're Native Americans. I didn't call them American Indians. I said they're native to the soil, so they're Native Americans. Yes. American national. The American is the native on the land, the baby. The national is the vestment, the spiritual vestment, the ecclesiastical garment that you put on in the United States. The United States of America. The United States is the ecclesiastical garment, or it's 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 the uh, the Christian, so to speak, mm-hmm. because of the cut. I'm only talking because of the cut. Mm-hmm. None of this shit is real. Mm-hmm. It's all fiction. Mm-hmm. But the United States is the nation under God, and America is the heathen. Is the is the uh, indigenous person is the Native American, just so Lee. So we have just so Lee, the man on the land, the baby, out of the womb, cut off, 
from his godly origin. His godly origin is placed on deposit. That's called the nation under God. That's the that's the um, in God we trust. Yep. You got two things going on here. American national. An American is the man, is the baby. Not the man, the baby. And the national is the spiritual vestment yes. that makes makes him the white man. Whole. Yes. W-H-O-L-E. Together, that's the sovereign. Yes. But cut separately, you have a, 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 a pauper, a vagabond, and fugitive from justice. That's the indigenous person. Yes. That's the that's 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 the baby. Yeah. Separate from his godly origin. No money, um, no home, no a, a day laborer, whatever you want to call it. Then you have the United States, or the White House position, the executive. And that is the vestment. That is your, your uh, federal reserve. That's the piece of you that's held on reserve. Yes. Okay. And of course, the Federal Reserve System is is basically God. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're at the Harry, the National Archives, Harry S. Period Truman. Um, this is at the trumanlibrary.gov backslash education backslash trivia backslash use of period after S. Truman name. I'll put the link in for the call. But here, I'm going to read this. Um, how long have we been on? We, we should be able to, we've been on two hours and 39 minutes. We always try to, we're good for about three hours before we collapse. <laughs> um, I'm going to read this now because people need to know, and it's only four short paragraphs long. It says, um, use of period after the S in Harry S. Period Truman's name. In recent years, the question of whether the use of period after the S in Harry S. Period Truman's name has become a subject of controversy especially among editors. Wow. (laughs) The evidence provided by Mr. Truman's own practice argues strongly for the use of the period. While, as many people do, Mr. Truman often ran the letters of his signature together in a single stroke, the archives of the Harry S. Period Truman Library have numerous examples of the signature written at various times throughout Mr. Truman's lifetime, where his use of the period after the S is very obvious. And then it shows a signature with Harry S. Period Truman. It says, Mr. Truman apparently initiated the period controversy in 1962. By the way, what happened in 1963? What was that thing you brought up in 1963? Something very specific? Doesn't matter. We already talked about it. I'm just saying that he initiated the period controversy in 1962 when, perhaps in jest, he told newspaper men that the period should be omitted. That the period should be omitted. What period? The period should be omitted. Now, it sounds like he's talking about a dot after the S, right? Right. But the, what the, if he's actually saying the the period in the womb should be omitted? 1963 was the world, third world. The third world was created. Mm-hmm. Or they were talking about the third world. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm talking about that third world person. Yep. The third party, the tertium quid. Yep. The east and the west wing. Yep. By the way, East and West Wing are two wings. Mm-hmm. Don't you need both wings to fly? Yep. Um, it says he told 
perhaps in jest, he told newspapermen that the period should be omitted. Is he talking about the period in the womb? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. He said in jest, perhaps, that the period should be omitted. And and is and again, is he talking about the dot after the S or is he talking about the period? Yeah, in the womb. Let's just omit that. Let us read The initial it. period. The initial period in the womb. Yeah. It goes on to say, in explanation, he said that the S did not stand for any name, but was a compromise, a compromise between the names of his grandfathers, Anderson Ship Truman and Solomon Young. The mother and the fathers. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, Solomon sounds like a Jewish name to me. Mm-hmm. And again, since I believe everything is made up and all these characters on stage are fictitious characters, I mean, the name Truman, come on. Mm-hmm. Really? Really. Um, Truman. Anyway, it says, Anderson Ship, like a boat, mm-hmm. Truman, and Solomon Young. Mm-hmm. He was later heard to say that the use of the period dated after 1962 as well as before. So he's saying that it dated, he he used it before and after, it doesn't matter. Here's where it gets interesting. It says several widely recognized style manuals provide guidance in favor of using the period. In favor. Mm -hmm. Style manuals. Style Fashion. Fashion. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were to fashion something, you are to tailor it, to cut, mm-hmm. to fit, to make suitable. Yep. Okay. Um, provided guidance in favor. Guidance. Guidance in favor. Guidance. Guardianship. Mm-hmm. Several widely recognized style manuals provide guidance in favor of using the period. Again, are they talking about a dot after the initial, or are they talking about the period of time in the womb? I would say the period of time in the womb. They really are, because that's the only thing that makes you whole. Mm -hmm. And it brings you all the way back to God, or creation. So it says... Style manuals provide guidance. Eminence front. It's a put-on. Mm-hmm. You're putting on the rest of you by character. So you can be in favor. So you can be, you can have favor. Mm-hmm. And what's, and, and what's another word for favor? Grace. Grace. Mm-hmm. The grace of God. Mm-hmm. The grace period. Mm-hmm. The grace period of time in the womb where you were directly linked to God the Father. I and my Father are one. Yep. John 10.30, King James Virgin Bible, I and my Father are one. Me, the oak, and the acorn, the zygote, are one. Mm -hmm. When they clamp and cut the cord, they put my Father in the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Then he becomes known as Heavenly Father. The zygote becomes Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. And if there's a direct line of communication, i.e. communion between me and the Father, I don't need a middleman. Nope, you have your own small G government. I have my own small G government. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. Mm -hmm. That's a sovereign position. That's also known as the powers that be. Yes. Goes on to say, according to the Chicago Manual of Style. By the way... The Bar Association, the attorneys that rule everything in these courts, 
began in Chicago. Hmm. Yeah, Chicago. In Il- that's the, the home of the bar is in Illinois. Wow. There's wow. A, it's, there's a lot of things in Chicago. Um, yeah. It says, according to the Chicago Manual of Style, all initials given with a name should, and it says should, for convenience and consistency, be followed by a period, even if they are not abbreviations of names. They're saying it should. Mm-hmm. All initials given with a name should for convenience and consistency. I'm going to go to the word should. We can go really fast now because this is what I normally do. Should, D-E-F. I'm going to Webster's Online. Should. Um, past tense of shall. So past tense of shall is should. I'm going to click on the hyperlink shall. And it says shall is an, is is archaic is it will ha- will have to it must um can be used it says auxiliary verb 1a says used to express what is inevitable inevitable or what seems likely to happen in the future look at that wow isn't it likely that the oak tree will come from the acorn? Mm-hmm. Isn't it likely that the baby will be the offspring of the zygote? Mm-hmm. But if they cut it, if they cut that connection, then there's a disconnect between what should happen mm-hmm. and what is happening. Yep. And now you have to put, you have to have somebody's assistance to reconnect those two positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, it says used to express. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that that's the. If if you're if you know your godly, godly origin and there's only one, then it's. It's def. You know, you can say that the baby came from fertilization, but if you use the birth certificated person, then something else is inevitable or likely to happen in the future. And, yeah, and, and, the, and the belly button itself mm-hmm. is evidence that something else was there. Yes. But it says, um, all initials given with the name should, 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 it goes on to say, used to express simple futurity, used to express determination. That sounds like self-determination. Mm-hmm. When I write Curtis R. Period Kallenbach, based upon this, that's self-determination. Mm-hmm. I am determining something. Um... 3A says used to express a command or ex- exhortation. And B says used in laws, regulations, or directives. There's your fascism. Mm-hmm. Directives to express what is mandatory. Mandatory. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just type in mandatory real quick. Yeah, that one's a word slung around right now a lot. Mandatory. Required by law or rule. Obligatory. There it is right there. Look at this. Of, by, relating to, or holding a League of Nations. Wow. Isn't that the United Nations at this point? Um, a A mandate. A nation holding a mandate from the League of Nations. One given a mandate. What I'm getting at is it's required by a law or rule. That measure, that cut, 
is a rule of law. Mm-hmm. And the law being fertilization is the beginning of life. That's the law. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going back to the Truman document because it says should, and we just got done with should, but it says should for convenience and consistency be followed by a period even if they are not abbreviations of names. So now we have to go to convenience. Yep. By the way, convenience came from convene, which came from assemble, peaceable assembly. To peaceably assemble is, is to put yourself together, to hold yourself together. It's your self-determination. Yes. You see how this is all tying together? Yep. Better than ever before. <laughs> That's why I figured it might be wise to go back and revisit convenience and consistency. Mm-hmm. Convenience. Fitness or suitability for performing an action or fulfilling a requirement. In other words, without the front end, without my origin, can I be here? Nope. I can't. Impossible. So, in order for the requirement for me to be present is something that happened previously. Yep. If you cut that off and remove it from me, I can't be here now. That's right. And then all my property goes into a trust because I am missing presumed dead. And now they're going to rule over that property through administrative process. Yep. This is ridiculous how simple this is. Yep. Okay. Convenience. 2A. Something such as an appliance, device, or service conducive to comfort or ease. Look at that. Comfort or ease. That means convenience removes dis-ease. Mm-hmm. Look at, look at, I'll well, keep going here. Um, British says toilet. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I also want to point out on the second one is that it's a device. It's a device. Ease. And a birth certificate, the, the birth certificate itself is known as a device. Yes. Um, and of course, there's a service, which could be the funeral service or funeral for a friend like... Um, uh, uh, what's his face saying about um, three says a suitable or convenient time oh my time. god now no. are we talking about the time in the womb you have to you have to go to toilet tell me what you saw first and then I'll do it uh, two the act or practice of dressing or grooming oneself there it is right there so you're putting on the vestment you're putting on the vestment you're you're donning the the clothing the the religious garment the ecclesiastical garment that allows you into the United States and the verb down at the bottom the in, the transitive verb is dress or garb garb mm-hmm. I'm gonna click on garb Look at that. Fashion, we already discussed that. Uh-huh. Manner, a style of apparel, um, outward form, appearance. Oh, we hear a lot of that. I mean, when you're supposed to appear in court. And then, of course, to cover with or as if with clothing. And I'm what, telling you right now, I think that, you know. Well, what because uh, ghosts make appearances. Well,. But it's yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, you got to appear outward form, outward form. Yeah. Appearance. Yeah. Um, I'm going to click on appearance just for the heck of it, and I'm going to look for something that I can use. Look at that. 
a sense, impression, or aspect of a thing. Hey, I'm getting good. I go to the same ones you do. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's why I look at these and which one, when, when my, when my um, zygote uh, implants into the wall of the uterus, mm-hmm. that's my first impression. Yes. My first impression is in the wall of the uterus. My biological first impression is when it impresses into the wall of the uterus. That's an impression. Yeah. And it's my first impression. Mm -hmm. So it says a sense impression or aspect of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, down if you go to appearance and you go to um, 4B, the instance of appearance occurring and something that occurs, well, when you implant, that's an occurrence, when you plant into the wall of the uterus. And, but again, that's all, these are all natural things. Mm-hmm. Come into um, existence, happen. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. remember that implantation is conception. Yes. Which is the born, the product, the product, born alive is the product of conception, which is the appearance. Yes. The implantation, the impression. Yes. Not the thing itself, not mm-hmm. not me, Mm-mm. but the thing that's left behind when I leave. Yes. The impression. And that all came from garb, I just want to point out. And that all came from garb. Which came from toilet. Wow. Which came from convenience. And again, we're this is all about convenience and consistency. Mm-hmm. And again, it's all about dressing yourself, dressing according, dress yourself accordingly. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I'm going to have to do one more thing. I have to go back to the First Amendment. Yes. So we can see how this even relates to that again, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. Um, First Amendment, it, it, look at this. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. press. Remember your first impression? Mm-hmm. Or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble. Assemble means to convene, mm-hmm. which is the root of convenience. But mm-hmm. look what it says. And to petition the government for a... Redress. Redress. <laughs> Dress again. Of grievances. Mm-hmm. So you're putting on the garb. That's a redress. Mm-hmm. So you're... And, and that's what's so funny about all this, is the guys that, that understand the language and are mm-hmm. using it, to confound or confuse. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is, reality overrides all this. When you have the ability to think clearly about reality, then all of the nonsense becomes um, almost comical. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's at comedy versus tragedy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's comedy at some point, but it's tragedy for most of, mm-hmm. most people. Convenience. We just got out of toilet, out of the toilet. <laughs> now we're going to suitable or convenient time. That's number three, but look at this. Number four says what? Freedom from discomfort. Ease. So convenience is freedom from discomfort. And then it says ease. It could have just as easily said freedom from dis-ease. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type in dis-ease at the top just to see where it takes me. This ease, a condition of the living animal or plant 
body or one of its parts that impairs normal functioning and is typically manifested by distinguishing signs and symptoms, sickness, malady, um, it says infectious diseases, a rare genetic disease, heart disease. Then it goes on to say a harmful development is a disease. Look at it as in a social institution. (laughs) Sorry. That's a disease. It certainly is. And, And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the socialism or fascism. It causes it's a disease. Yep, a lot of disease. <laughs> um, and sickness. Um, sickness, look at that. Uh, ill health, illness. Sickness is a disordered, weakened, or unsound condition. Number two says a specific disease, like species. If I go to specific, it's going to lead to species. Mm-hmm. A species disease. Yep. That's sickness, then if I'm sick, I'm not healthy. Healthy, and of course, we're right back to Luke 5.31. They that are whole, W-H-O-L-E, need not a physician. Click on. But they that are sick. Click on trouble. <laughs> trouble is at um, uh, on disease. Disease, yeah. It's the obsolete. Yeah. Public unrest or disturbance. The quality or state of being troubled, especially mentally. Happy birthday, Kurt. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, A state or condition of distress, annoyance, or difficulty. A condition of physical distress or ill health, ailment. A condition of mechanical (laughs) malfunction. Oh, my. Wow. Look at this. Trouble is also a cause of distress, annoyance, or inconvenience. And look at this. A negative feature. A drawback. A drawback. And look at this. The unhappy or sad fact. Well, that's the cut. To agitate mentally or spiritually. To worry or disturb. To put into or to put to exertion or inconvenience to produce physical disorder in that's to afflict mm-hmm. to mistreat or oppress to put conf- put to put into confused motion <laughs> is the placenta an opportunity to confuse mom's biology with mine absolutely of course it is in fact it is literally a confusion mm-hmm it is fused together. Mm-hmm. If you look at it as a tertium quid, third person, third party, mm-hmm. it is a confusion. Yep. Anyway. Yes. Back to Convenient. Truman. Truman. So it says all initials given with the name should for convenience and consistency. So we know that convenience is about health. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, it's, when you, it's convenient, when things have been convened, when they are together, when they are assembled. Mm-hmm. So the initials should have a period to evidence assembly. Mm-hmm. Wholeness. Wholeness. Health. H-E-A-L-T-H. Health. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're healthy, you don't need a physician. Mm-hmm. Luke 531, they that are whole, W-H-O-L-E. Need not a physician. You don't need a, a a 
middleman, a medium mm-hmm. to bring your body and spirit back together like a seance. You also don't need um, anyone to work as a third party or third person to put you back together again. And I just want to put in here, too, that because the fact of the matter, the cut occurred, it is through knowledge that the assembly happens and then they that are whole no no i'm sorry uh you should you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free and i gotta be clear about that okay we're not trying to to reconnect Mm -mm. to the placenta no i'm not trying to put that umbilical cord back on me no it's the knowledge that it was mine from fertilization it's also the knowledge that the zygote the intelligent design of the zygote and its evolutionary process of change yes so it's both intelligent design called creation because it is absolutely perfect in its design the zygote is is a water-based uh, vessel mm-hmm. and it allows me to live within the waters of mother in the environment the hostile environment of the mother mm-hmm. and it also the biology the the information the dna of that zygote then when i get to the dry land-based world beyond the waters of mother it's the same intelligent design that allows me to live in that environment yes it's, that's why it's intelligent. It allows me to live in both wa- a water-based realm and a land-dry-based realm as one living being in one lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. That's the intelligence, but it, but it's it's the evolutionary process mm-hmm. that allows me to evolve to the level of being able to live out here on the land. Yes. But it is all still one biology, which is amazing to me. It's actually absolutely amazing. Actually. Absolutely amazing. So I live on the land outside the womb, but I used to live in the waters of mother, but it's still one life. Mm-hmm. That's intelligent design and evolutionary process working together. Yes. As one idea. Yes. Now, the reason that's all important is because what they're doing with the initial period is they're evidencing all of that on a piece of paper. Yes. When you know that Harry S. Period Truman is a key idea, mm-hmm. a cornerstone idea, yes. a key, and it could be spelled Q-U-A-Y, mm-hmm. it's a key that, that, that brings together the east wing and the west wing so you can fly. Yes. The executive and uh, the executive branch and the legislative branch. Mm-hmm. Okay. All initials should. All initials given with the name should. We already did should for convenience. Again, convenience identifies ease, which is contrary to disease. Mm-hmm. Convenience is ease, mm-hmm. which means health. Yes. You're healthy through the conven- the convening of all the parts. Yes. Now we need to go to consistency. Consistency. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So the initial period, Curtis R. period, is used, is, is required. It's a mandate. Mm-hmm. For convenience and consistency. Mm-hmm. 
convenience or it is to convene it's to assemble peaceably mm-hmm. now but here's here's the thing peaceable assembly or peaceably assemble assemble is convene mm-hmm. peaceably now read consistency an agreement or harmony of parts or features to one another or whole or a whole correspondence correspondence mm-hmm. but look what it says harmony Mm-hmm. Is harmony peaceable? Yep, absolutely. I'm just going to go to harmony. Yep, harmony is peaceable. Because now what you got is peaceably assemble to to peaceably assemble. Mm-hmm. Assemble is to convene or convenience. Mm-hmm. And peaceable is this consistency. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to harmony. Mm-hmm. Look what it says. Go down to number 2A. Pleasing arrangements of parts, congruence. You go to B. Agreement, accord. And finally, C. Internal calm, tranquility. Tranquility, does that sound like war? Mm-mm. No, so peaceably is this tranquility. It's mm-hmm. harmony. Mm-hmm. It's consistency. Yes. Tranquility says a quality or state of being tranquil. And what is tranquil? Free from agitation Mm -hmm. of mind or spirit. Free from disturbance or turmoil. Unvarying in aspect. Steady. Stable. Look at synonyms. Cinnamon and sugar. Synonyms. Peaceful. It says says peaceful. Mm -hmm. Restful. Mm -hmm. Calm. Stilly. Placid. Serene. Hushed. Quiet. Still. Mm -hmm. Arcadian. Mm-hmm. there's no war going on here Mm-mm. so again by using the initial period Harry S period or Curtis R period there is a peaceable assembly mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. the first amendment is now fulfilled by using a signal a symbol a, a combination a combination of words and letters. So consistency in etymology is 1590s firmness of matter. It's from medieval Latin literally standing together or directly from Latin to stand firm, take a stand position, stop, halt, with together, to place, to stand, be standing, to stand, to make, or be firm. Firm. Mm-hmm. Firmament. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Firm at Webster's. Securely or solidly fixed in place, not weak or uncertain. Vigorous. I'm going to go to vigorous. Done with vigor, carried out forcefully and energetically, possessing vigor full of physical or mental strength or active force, strong. Um... The more you look at these words and where they take you, mm-hmm. um, not subject to change or revision, firm. It's not subject to change. Um, if I, from, if my information, if my DNA is unique and it begins with the 46 chromosomes at the create, creative moment called fertilization, the zygote itself, even though it evolves, the DNA never changes. Nope. 
It never changes. It looks different. It, it appears different, but it's all the same information. Yes. It's not subject to change or revision. No. There is no alternative or alternative. No. There is none. Mm-mm. It's one life from fertilization to last breath. One life um, in the in the womb all the way to the, the ending of life outside the womb. There is only one. Yep. And it's not subject to change or revision. I'm not talking about the evolutionary process. I'm saying that the, the information, the unique DNA is not subject to change. No. If you if you take the placenta, the fetal maternal placenta, um, then what do you have? You have my 46 chromosomes and mom's 46 chromosomes. Yep. What I'm getting at is that that is a mixture. Yes. It's a mixture. Yes. I believe what they've done is, and, and we'll get to it now, but I think that they found a way on paper to put together um, Mother Earth and Heavenly Father on paper. Yes. And they're doing it through the initial uh, the initial period. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Truman. Uh, we, we, we were at consistency, so we've done convenience. I'm going to see if there's any more at consistency that we need to cover. What's interesting about consistency, though, is it leads. It even says correspondence. Mm-hmm. Correspondence. Yeah. Isn't that writing a letter? Yes, it says uh, communication by letter or email. Look at that. So, is the R period a letter? Mm-hmm. It's it, that initial is a letter, isn't it? And it's giving a communication. <laughs> It says the news information or opinion con- contributed by a correspondent to a newspaper or periodical. Mm-hmm. Periodical. By the way, I'm going to go into Black's Law just for a second here. I'm going to go to letter. And I just want to say 2A is agreement of things with one another. In- the agreement of things with one another. Mm-hmm. Um. And look at this. 2B says a particular similarity. (laughs) So we're going to letter? Yeah. Letter. Now, the only reason I'm going to letter is because I'm going to read all the possibilities of the word letter. Letter, um, it says, and I'm talking about just the word letter right now. It says, one of the arbitrary marks or characters constituting the alphabet and used in written language as the representatives of sounds or articulations, articulations of the human organs of speech. Again, if I'm speaking about the placenta, uh, if I'm articulating about the placenta, that is an articulation of the human organ. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking about it. Understand that these guys know how to write. Mm-hmm. Um, a letter is also a commission, a patent, or written instrument 
containing or attesting the grant of some power, authority, or right. I believe the R period also evidences a right-of-way, mm-hmm. a dowry, mm-hmm. a land grant. Yes. Now, there's also something called a letter book, a letter contract, a letter missive, a letter of administration, a letter of advice, a letter of attornment, a letter of com- uh, uh, comment, letter of credence, letter of credit, commercial letter. letter of exchange, letter of intent, letter of license, letter of mark and reprisal, letter of recall, letter of credentials or recredentials, letters patent, letter patent, letter ruling, um, letters in probate practice includes letters testamentary, letters of guardianship, letters of administration, and letters of conservatorship. I'm just using the concept of a letter. Our period is a letter. Um, letters close, letters of absolution, letters of administration, um, letters of guardianship, letters of safe conduct. Yeah. No subject of a nation at war with England can, by the law of nations, come into the realm, nor can travel himself upon the high seas or send his goods and merchandise from one place to another without danger of being seized unless he has letters of safe conduct. By diverse old statutes, these must be granted under the great seal and enrolled in chancery or else are of no effect. The sovereign being the best judge, let me say that again, the sovereign being the best judge of such emergencies as may deserve exemption from the general law of arms. But passports or licenses from the ambassadors abroad are now more usually obtained and are allowed to be of equal validity but look at that letters of safe conduct is that what the r period is wow a letter of safe conduct it sure makes sense to me especially Mm -hmm. if you're in harmony Mm -hmm. between um mother earth and heavenly father Mm -hmm. if there's harmony between those two positions the unborn and the born if there's harmony that's consistency Mm -hmm. convenience is what Health. Health. And if you're healthy, do you would you be quarantined? No. What I'm getting at is everything that's going on in the world is obvious. Yep. Um, let me just finish up with letters because we're almost done anyway. Um, letters patent. Letters rogatory. Letters testamentary. Letters stock. Anyway, that's letter. And you know what? I can go on all day mm-hmm. about what that initial period you know what I mean? Um, and the word period. We're, we're not even going to go into that. I just want, what I really want to do is finish up this right here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, all initials given with a name should, for convenience and consistency, be followed by a period, even if they are not abbreviations of names. And here we go. The U.S. government printing office style manual states that the period should be used after the S in Harry S. Period Truman's name. That also means that the that the U.S. government's printing office style manual states that Curtis R. Period, the period should be used after the R. Yes. In Curtis R. Period, Kallenbach. Yep. Um, 
and here's where here's where it becomes very clear. It says most published works using the name Harry S. Period Truman employ the period. Same thing with Curtis R. Period Kallenbach. Most published works using the name Curtis R. Period Kallenbach employ the period. Employ, mm-hmm. employ the period. The the period is your em, under your employ. What period? What period is under your employ? Your initial period. The initial period in the womb. Mm-hmm. You're using that. You're employing that time in the womb to evidence your godly origin. You're employing the time in the womb, the period in the womb, the initial period, the first period, the beginning of your life. You're employing that time Mm -hmm. to evidence your direct link to God. Without it, you can't evidence it. So employ um, Webster's second definition is to devote to or direct towards a particular activity or person. Oh my God. Read that one more time. To devote, to employ. Uh, employ, to devote or to devote to or a direct toward a particular activity or person. There it is, right there. Mm-hmm. You're actually devoting, or I mean, you're you're you've identified it through your knowledge. Yes. And it is a particular, it is a particular person because it has been severed, it has been cut off of you. So 1A is to make use of, 1B is to use advantageously. There it is right there. Again, we're putting on, they gave us a character to use. Now, I don't want to use it the way they want me to use it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pretend. No. What I want to do is I want to have the knowledge of its, of its existence that it already, it's already mine. Mm-hmm. And that whether they cut it off through an act of violence or they took it away, they removed it to some other time and space. The point is, is that it is mine, which in their realm would give me an equity or an equitable position to that um, nation or national sovereignty. So employ, I clicked on the hyperlink, it had purpose. Purpose. First definition is something set up as an object or end to be attained. <laughs> That's the holy grail. Yes. The That's no, that, that is that is the holy grail. We what this is, what this identifies is the this is the quest for the holy grail. Yep. And the holy grail is the fetal maternal organ, the cup, the chalice that held that held me. Mm-hmm. The Christ itself, the living, breathing um, whole. Mm-hmm. The rest, I mean, the, the thing that makes you whole. So my point is that it is exactly what I say it is. Mm-hmm. That material cut off of you is the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that makes you whole, that evidences your godly origin. Yes. Finally, it does say, again, most published works using the name Harry S. Period Truman employ the period. Now, again, are they employing the period, meaning the time in the womb, or are they, or, or is it a double entendre where the period in the womb and that one dot after the initial is the period? It's both. Mm-hmm. It, in fact, it's evidencing the initial period means the initial period. Yes. The, fr- the front end, the beginning. That's the initial yes. period. Doesn't even matter what letter you use. It's still called an initial period. Yeah. 
what how does your how does your organizational title look tell me what it tell me what it is linda linda m period hildred so the m period is an initial period mm-hmm. it's just an initial with a period mm-hmm. just like our period mm-hmm. is an initial period so it doesn't matter what initial or what letter is in there Mm-mm. it's an initial period mm-hmm. okay um it says authors choosing to omit the period in their texts must still use it when citing the names of organizations that employ the period in their legal titles. Let me say that again. Authors choosing to omit the period in their texts. Omit the period. Mm-hmm. Th- that would, to me, be Curtis Collenbach. Mm-hmm. If I omit the R period, it would look like just Curtis Collenbach. Mm-hmm. Authors choosing to omit the period in their text. If I write Curtis Collenbach, I have omitted the period. Yes. All right. What's really weird, it says, must still use it when citing the names of the organizations that employ the period in their legal titles. So you, there's no way around it. If you want to cite the organization that employs the period, which makes you whole, which gives you the dignity of your father's name, and, and there's harmony between all three positions, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Mind, Body, Spirit, I don't care what you ta- call the Trinity. Mm-hmm. There's harmony amongst all three of those positions. Yes. The Father being the zygote, the Son being the the baby or the embryo and the holy spirit the material cut off of you mm-hmm. father son holy spirit mm-hmm. zygote baby extra embryonic material cut off father son holy ghost yes. it says must still use it the united states requires it mm-hmm. if you want to get into the united states of america you have i believe you have to use the initial period says here, um, leave out, uh, for omit, to leave out or leave unmentioned. Two is to leave undone, and it has the word fail. And fail is to lose strength, weaken, to stop functioning nor- normally, to fall short, to become nope. absent or inadequate. There you, now you're missing presumed dead. Mm-hmm. Or you fall short. I and mean, when they cut the umbilical cord, it looks like the life ended. So there's fertilization to the cut. Now yeah. what? Yep. And also, well, we don't know. He disappeared after that. Right. And, and D, 2D in omit is to become bankrupt or insolvent. And there's the bankruptcy right there. Mm-hmm. So the, the cutting itself, the separation between you and your godly origin or your inheritance or the Holy Grail, is you becoming a bankrupt. Mm-hmm. But here's, but I believe it's a not not necessarily just a bankruptcy in in inheritance or bankruptcy in dignity. I think it's also a bankruptcy of the spirit because there's no breath. It's a spiritual bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. When you're not whole, there's no breathing version of you. The birth certificated character does not breathe. It's a spiritual bankruptcy. And in the sentence here, it says, omit the period. Omit the period. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're missing the front end, mm-hmm. if you're missing the beginning, 
you 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 can't be here now and what they're saying is to omit the period are they talking about omit the period of time in the womb or are they talking about omitting the period in your text yes in other words remember and i'm going to leave with this because we've been on for three hours and 20 minutes 26 minutes wow understand this and and if if people get this These three and a half hours will be well worth it. Curtis Richard Kallenbach is the name on a live birth record. Mm -hmm. It's upper and lower case on on a live birth record. On the birth certificate, it's all caps. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care about either of those. What I'm getting at is Curtis Richard Kallenbach. If you look at it on a piece of paper, Curtis is on the left, Colin Buck is on the right, and where is Richard located? In the middle. In the middle. So by not having any periods or any any stops, you have a middle name. Yes. You have a name on the left, Curtis, you have a name on the right, Colin Buck, and you have a name in the middle. Yes. Now there's a middle name. Yes. And it's all one. Curtis Richard Kallenbach. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really believe that's a name at all, but it doesn't matter to me. According to Black's law, Richard, we'll call it either the baptismal name or the Christian name or whatever. It says it, a Christian name can be reduced to one letter. Yes. So a Christian name can actually be identified through a Christian name can be one letter long. Mm-hmm. So take Richard. And reduce Richard, cut him off or cut him short, and put a period after the R. Mm-hmm. The R still evidences Richard, mm-hmm. but now you have a period after the R. Now you have an initial R and a period. The period evidences a stop, a yes. full stop. Yes. Because if you look at Curtis Richard Kallenbach, you have Curtis and Richard and Kallenbach. Kallenbach is a trade name. Yes. It's a fiction. Mm-hmm. How can you have Curtis and Kallenbach together as one unit when you have a living, breathing Curtis and a fictional Kallenbach? You can't put the living and the dead together. No. So that's a nonsensical position. Mm-hmm. First, middle, last is nonsensical. Mm-hmm. So when you reduce Richard down... And, and add the period, which is a requirement. It's mandated. Mm-hmm. Now you have Curtis R. period on one side, and you have Colin Bach on another. Mm-hmm. There is no middle. Mm-mm. There is no middle when you use a period. Mm-mm. That's what people don't understand. Is that when is R. period a middle initial? So... Is our period a middle initial? No, it's the end of a sentence. It's the end of your sentence, like a prison sentence. (laughs) It's the end of your sentence when you use a period. It's the end of your sentence. This is purgatory. Yep. You're in purgatory because you don't recognize that, that the unborn and the born are one. By claiming a birthday, you're in purgatory. Mm-hmm. You're in limbo. Yep. And by adding the initial period, you end the sentence. You end the sentence. Oh, I do. 
<laughs> that one was so obvious. So I looked up middle name in etymology online, and it actually came up. And it says, a portion of a personal name between a given name and a surname from 1850. But it says, as one's outstanding characteristic. So I looked up characteristic. And it says, oh, I'm sorry, that was middle. Um, I looked up characteristic too. Okay, I gotta go back again. Hmm. Remember the key word there, though, is outstanding. Yeah. Um, yes, but I just wanted to do this one because it's really, um, it is outstanding. I agree. Yes, but characteristic takes you to character. And this is the reason I wanted to do it. It's from the mid-14th century. Uh, comes from caricature. A symbol marked or branded on the body. Really? Yeah. Anyway, but yes, I agree outstanding is... Um, go to outstanding. I'm doing it in etymology. Sixteen ten, projecting, prominent, detached, have an erect position, conspicuous, striking, and. It, I believe that outstanding. In their world, would be called a statute at large. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe they would call something that's outstanding. You know what it took me to? What? It says, earlier uh, it was to stand up from the mid-13th century. Um, it's a, noun, a verb, a verbal noun, a prominence or protuberance. There it is again. <laughs> We're almost right back where we started. Yep. Yep. It's amazing how many, when I have started looking around in looking at governmental, people in governmental positions or or um, looking at how many um, actors at the end of a movie or authors, how many have the initial period. Yeah. It's just interesting. Um, I, sadly, I think all of, all of it is theater. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys that created it, it's all about authorship or the authority. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the author of your life is you. Mm -hmm. But by, by letting it get cut short or by um, failing to acknowledge your godly origin, you have left something on the table so to speak mm -hmm. and that's that's these are all key phrases but I, this was an incredibly important call mm -hmm. 
And just by revisiting the Harry S. Period Truman concept of convenience and consistency, I think that we we identified what I call the flag of convenience or that allows your entirety, your entire life to be under your control through a mechanism that is evidenced on paper Mm -hmm. the proper way. And again, Uh, it says authors choosing to omit the period in their text must still use it when citing the names of the organizations that employ the period in their legal titles. That employ the period. The period, and and again, you gotta you gotta use some imagination here. Mm-hmm. The period is not just a dot on the page. Mm-mm. The dot can also mean dowry, mm-hmm. because that's what the dot is. D O T. It's a dowry. It's also Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. Also, that's the dot. The period and the dot look exactly the same on the page. You mm-hmm. may use the word period. You may use the word dot. Mm-hmm. Also, um, the idea of a period is a time or a period of time mm-hmm. and so again the period of time from i mean on the outside of the womb which is the new testament or the period of time inside the womb which is the old testament the period of inside the womb is under the uh on a calendar the lunar calendar as opposed to the sun calendar or the gregorian calendar used outside the womb which is what the birth certificate is used mm-hmm. so these are all different ages or periods Mm-hmm. When you're whole, W-H-O-L-E, all of these are taken into account. Yes. There is no separate accounting. Yes. There is no separate account, which I cannot seem to get through to people's brains, that if you are believing there's a separate account out there. Then you're agreeing to the cut. Then you're agreeing to the separation or the cut. Mm-hmm. You're acknowledging it. You're saying it's acceptable. I'm saying that there is no separate account. Yes. It's all one life. There is no separate account in the womb and out of the womb. It's called evolutionary process. So my in, the intelligent design of my zygote has evolved to this point. Mm-hmm. Just like the incredible oak tree has evolved from its singular little acorn. So account... The definition 2C goes a reason for action, basis. When you go to basis, it says the bottom of something considered as its foundation. And the foundation is, I mean, they're calling this place, they use the term founding fathers. Mm -hmm. And the founding fathers is the zygotic material being held in trust. Yes. Now, it's not George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. It's our biology held in trust. That's the founding, the foundational material of our father. Our father is the zygote. Yes. That's the founding fathers. The base wow. or essence. Yep. Serving as the original or generating source, primary. Primary. Primordium. And that came from account. There it is. So I'll finish with this. All present and accounted accounted for. for. From fertilization to last breath. Yes. 
There's my there's my statement right there. I am all present and accounted for from fertilization to last breath. And my flag of convenience is Linda M. Period Hildred. And my flag of convenience is Curtis R. Period Kallenbach. Yep. We done? We're done. Wow. Wow. How do we talk for three and a half hours? I don't know. I suspect uh, I suspect we could go on and on, but <laughs> We'll do it again next week. All right. Have a great day. Love you. Uh-huh. Okay, bye. Bye.